Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode number seven of the Fanboys Anonymous group meeting podcast. I am your host, the owner of FanboysAnonymous.com, Tony Mango. And with me on the panel, we have three of the fanboys with me, including Ronnie Brown. Hey, hey. Eddie Sakura. Yeah, I'm the bass player. <laughs> and Braden Mayhew. Thank you very much for introducing me, Tony. I also believe that this is the very first time that I'm actually involved in the in a, a group meeting. It might be. Maybe um, it might have been one of the ones before where YouTube decided fuck our channel and got rid of us. It might have been. I maybe did one more, but I can't really remember if I did or not. So if not, this is uh, basically an inauguration to the group meetings. Yes, indeed. Yes. And uh, since this is not a movie review that people will get upset about because it's not the movie... <laughs> And then YouTube will get upset because it's not the movie, but then Maybe. claim it's copyright issue. Yeah, I forget. Wasn't that whole thing over Wolverine or something like that? Yeah, and actually you okay. can find the Wolverine podcast. That was one of the few that I was able to keep. Well, thankfully there's no Wolverine game that we can talk about, and then right. they'll think that there's game footage in it, and uh, they'll get pissed off when they see it's really just uh, a group discussion. I oh, man, imagine play... imagine when we talk about Star Wars. Oh, oh man. Um, I just uh, that I'll might be getting, too much um, for people. I'll end up getting Mickey Mouse showing up at my door. Ha oh, ha! Fuck your YouTube channel! Now that I'm joking about that, it's going to happen. I know it. And then I'll try to contact Google, and they'll be like, yeah, that number that you called? Go to Google.com instead. <laughs> no, you, you, just you just get a letter form. in the mail. Uh, with the, you just get a letter in the mail, in the, uh, but um, the UPS guy will be wearing Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> For our help form, sure. maybe one of our moderators can uh, answer your very, you know, complex question with a vague answer that leads to nowhere. Right. And just keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, what we're going to talk about this episode, if it doesn't get taken down from YouTube, that is, <laughs> now that the meeting has officially been called to order, is the E3 conference. And now I'm going to preface this with one little note. If you've been following the podcast that we've been doing, not only just the group meeting ones, but also Review Point, Fan Tracks, For Real Movie Club, etc., you guys should know by now that I am uh, predominantly in the movie and comic book side of things, and not necessarily even the comic books themselves, but more so the superhero genre, and movies for everything. Games are one of those few things where I'm not too into the inside stuff. Uh, I very rarely get a chance to play games. Mostly because I'm too busy, and when I have the free time to do other stuff, I focus that on movies. But E3 is one of those huge things, and obviously video games is, I would say, the number one or number two main topic for fanboys. We can't go by without talking about E3. And thankfully, everybody else on this panel will be able to help me out here, and I won't sound like a complete jackass. <laughs> But complete, yeah, that complete is the word to uh, to to put out there because I'm sure the people listening to this will be like that moderator doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That moderator and, was a partial man, he's jackass. going in blind, right? And you are right because <laughs> there's going to be a couple things I'll be able to talk about, but the majority of this you're going to be getting a lot of questions from me, and you're going to go, God, he doesn't know that and stuff. So. Uh, Put all the blame on me. Don't put it on anybody else. Don't put it on the fanboys because a lot of fanboys could not join in on this podcast. And uh, whether you're uh, Michelle Quillen, who is super into E3, you're Sean Walker, you know, there's a lot of other people that really wanted to join in on this. And they could have talked for hours, I'm sure, 
Um, no doubt. So if you want to know what you what those guys think about this as well, go to fanboysanonymous.com, check out, see what they might be writing about for this week, next week, etc. And stay tuned to, you know, everything coming their way. But we're the ones on the podcast for this episode, so we're the ones going to be talking about these things. And we're going to just throw random stuff out there and see where it takes us. If we talk about a particular game for a while, then we talk about a particular game for a while. We might not touch upon everything, but hey, we'll try to knock out the big ones at the very least. Yeah, hit the big highlights of the overall event. So I want to throw one game out there right now that I actually can talk about. And that, to me, is the, either the number one or the number two highlight from what I've paid attention to for E3. Arkham Knight. Let's just get right into it. Uh, Batman is my favorite comic book character. And the Batman movies, the TV show, etc. are some of my favorite things out there. So whenever there are superhero video games, they're things that I you know, tend to pay a lot of attention to. And for the video games that I can't play... I get a chance to usually watch a Let's Play on YouTube. And I'll throw a little reference out there to somebody. DSP Gaming is usually the guy that I check out. Phil is uh, fucking hilarious. So go check out Phil's channel. Um, I have not been able to play the Arkham games. But that has not stopped me at all from being completely encapsulated by these. Um, They're just awesome. They are the perfect kind of thing you would see from Batman fans, what they would want. So Arkham Knight, they pull out a trailer, they show off the Batmobile, which is something I've been craving for in a video game for the longest time, ever since Spider-Man 2, where you had the free roam stuff. I was always like, Batman would be a perfect game for this, and you could get the Batmobile, and, you know, you could have, uh, instead of random gangs, you could have, like, Two-Faces gang and all that. These... Uh, games, they pull that crap off to such a phenomenal level, and Arkham Knight looks like it's taken it even further. And uh, I'm super excited to see that. Uh, what do you guys think about the Arkham Knight thing? Is that something that you guys are really into playing? Did you play the other ones? Did uh, Origins kind of go, eh, I'm not really sad. I'm a little bit soured on the series now. Um, let's go around in a circle here. Ronnie, what do you think about Arkham Knight? I think it looks amazing. I'm so excited for it because I've loved the Arkham games. Arkham, I loved Arkham Asylum. Um, when I got to Arkham Origins, you know, it it was good. But you know, since Rocksteady didn't develop it, then you know, I'm, my expectations were slightly lowered. So it wasn't a bad game by any means. But now that Rocksteady is back behind the wheel again, it just looks spectacular. I can't wait to get my hands on that one. How about that freaking Batmobile? Doesn't that look sweet? So fucking awesome. What, what I'm really uh, excited for personally about this one is that it looks like uh, Scarecrow is going mm-hmm. to be the uh, kind of like the main villain of the entire game based on the trailer. And I don't know if he's really had a role at all in the previous three games. I kind of think they've hinted at him with uh, Easter eggs you could kind of find in-game. But he's never really like been like the main villain that uh, one of these games has been built around. And... He's one of my favorites from the Batman series, so that greatly intrigues me in terms of where the story could go. They had him as kind of like a, a B or C-level villain in Arkham uh, Asylum. And there's just like a quick reference to him in Arkham City. But that's like one yeah. of those little Easter egg things. But now he looks like he's really on the forefront, and he looks badass too. Like, you look at uh, Killian Murphy in the, um, the Christopher Nolan movie, and he's just like dude with a sack on his head. 
which great movie, but that <laughs> scarecrow does not compare to this at all, where he's got needles on his hands and those messed up teeth and all that. Hmm. What else uh, do you think about that, Braden? The game looks amazing as usual. Uh, they've always had pretty great graphics. I mean, it really kind of showed that not all video games based on comic books can be a bust. It really showed that when you know a good developer gets a story, even if it's predetermined, they can develop something great. And as it stands, I think uh, this Batman Arkham series is probably the most well-received uh, gaming series based on any superhero uh, franchise ever. So it's always something to look forward to. Rocksteady's done a great job, and it's great to see them back in charge of a new game. I'm sure it's going to be great. I don't know about the most well-received. That's Superman 64. That's pretty up Oh, there. that's Superman. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the pinnacle yeah, of gaming. It's all been yeah. downhill since then. Yeah, picking up a block of a car, and, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do with a Superman game. Invisible walls every rings. three feet. Fly through rings, that mean nothing at all. Yeah, shit. Like, why didn't why didn't they do that in uh, Zack Ryder, Zack Snyder's new movie? It's like, where are the rings, dude? Come on. <laughs> Superman. Yeah, they, they, they might as well have based the movie off of that game. I mean, it would have won an Oscar for crying out loud. <laughs> Best screenplay. <laughs> what do you think about Arkham Knight? Um, here's the thing. Like you, I have not had the pleasure of playing any of the uh, Arkham uh, Knight stuff. Um, I'll say this though. I agree with Braden, and I don't think there's ever been a superhero game that's had this much credibility. I mean, in terms of uh, feel, gameplay, the the atmosphere, the the immersion. That's the that's the new word nowadays. That everybody's trying to get into. You know, the, the gameplay is two nineties. Immersion is it's all about immersion nowadays, and it, it, the game just captures you. You know, I've I've seen. Uh, uh, forgive my lapse of uh, memory here, but what's the first Arkham? Is it Asylum. Arkham Asylum? Yep. Yeah, right. Is Arkham Asylum, Arkham City? Yeah, yeah that's it. Origins. Yeah. There you go. And honestly, it's just uh, I've seen improvements, obvious graphics uh, improvements, but uh, a little bit of everything is just getting better and better and better. I think technology is finally, you know, I think for movies also, as long as, long as we're talking about the movies briefly, uh, I think Batman finally got what he deserved in a good way. Because although I think the Tim Burton stuff was awesome, the you know Batman, Batman Returns, uh, I think if you know we're finally being uh, able to see superheroes as they were meant to be in video games and in movies, and it, I have nothing but good stuff to to look forward to in, with this new Batman game. Um, as far as the villains, dude, Batman is just—he's badass. He's got badass villains to fight, so. It could be Scarecrow. It could be I don't know. I don't care. Pick some obscure one. They're all awesome. <laughs> well, and let's not forget the new one, the titular character, the Arkham Knight that um, Rocksteady worked with DC to create. So this will be a brand new villain. And everybody is sitting there going, "I wonder who it is." And it's like, "You could say it. It's a brand new villain." And they're like, "Oh, it's got to be the Joker." And they're like, "They keep saying it's brand new." I know that they they do that sometimes. Like, you know, no matter how many times you ask them before Dark Knight Rises, you're like. So, Marion, you're playing Talia, right? And she's like, no, no, I'm not. I guarantee you I'm not Talia. I'm working with the same people that said uh, the person's name's John Harrison, not Khan. Like, uh, it turns out she's Talia and all that. So there's a possibility that Arkham Knight could just be, you know, Joker in that costume. Or... Some people are saying that maybe it's Quincy Sharp because he is an original character. So you could kind of 
fudge the numbers a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I mean, sort of... I mean, the Joker's like Darth Vader in the Star Wars universe. You know, There's a Joker in Batman, there's Darth Vader in Star Wars. What you mm-hmm. gonna do? Meanwhile, the new Star Wars movie doesn't look like it's gonna have Darth Vader in it. But Well, that's like your opinion, man. I want to believe. <laughs> believe until it, like, uh, the end credits, because at least with Phantom or, Menace... Or, oh, yeah, or do you that, think that, you know, like, thousands of people won't line up dressed in Darth Vader to watch the new Star Wars movies? I'm only curious about the ones that dress up Princess Leia. Those are the ones I want to see. Oh. Yeah, and I I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, The Arkham Knight thing, um, they didn't really talk too much about the character. They kind of are still keeping that in the dark. They mostly showed off the Batmobile, which does look pretty cool. But one thing that they did do about the Arkham Knight character that I saw that they kind of uh, incorporated it in with the Batmobile um, gameplay was... They said that the Arkham Knight had drone tanks that he was controlling. And throughout the game, Batman can blow the fuck out of them because there's no humans in it. So it's like you don't have to worry about you know murdering people because Batman doesn't do that. <laughs> uh, so whoever the Arkham Knight is, the character, whether he's somebody from the comics, you know, they're bringing back Condiment King or something like that. Uh, whoever he is, he's got access to quite a bit of qu- uh, equipment, so... I don't know. I'm still going with the idea that he's not going to be a brand new character, despite that. I still think we're seeing maybe... I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say that they're just going to copy the whole thing with Hush, but... We'll see what happens with that. Um, They did announce uh, that Scarecrow is the main villain. They clarified that. They Mm -hmm. showed a little bit of the gameplay. They talked about how you're going to have... um, racing missions with the Riddler now. So that's a way to get the Batmobile involved. And somebody had asked the question that I'm sure a lot of people were wondering with the Batmobile, where it was like, all right, can I run people over? And they're like, no, they jump out of the way. <laughs> so it's like, it does, it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's Challenge Arkham. accepted. Right? Now you're going to have to try to, like, before they run out of the way, shoot a missile or something and kill them at the same time. Yeah, like, just create a little barricade so they can't escape. Corner them. <laughs> That'll be my first day with the Batmobile, just trying to kill somebody. <laughs> and then you get a game over screen. Batman doesn't kill people. Right. It's like, you are not Batman. Batman does not kill. <laughs> Unless he has reasonable doubt to say, like, well, I didn't really kill him, did I? I just, just want to him. just die. I paralyzed him. I don't know, man. At, at, at that point, just make it like Batman, like a Judge Dread Batman kind of thing, where it's like, should I kill you? Hmm, yes, it's justified. You know, like, <laughs> just like the Burton films. I am the law, you know, like, here in Gotham. <laughs> just do the Burton films. He killed people in that. He straps a bomb to somebody, and he's just like, here, hold this while you blow up. Yeah, but, but it, it was one of the, the, the Red Triangle Circus gang, so yeah. it doesn't technically, you know, <laughs> technically. So speaking of Grand Theft Auto, that'll move us into that topic. They announced that uh, GTA V is coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So the people that haven't gotten a chance to play that yet because they didn't have those consoles, there you go. Good stuff, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, considering I know a good few amount of my own friends were holding out specifically for a PC version of the game. Really? Yeah. They prefer to play it on PC than a console. So, I would think if they had the console, they would just bite the bullet and do it, you know? Yeah, I know. My friend... Uh, they all have, like, Xbox 360s, but they're all waiting for GTA V. <laughs> Five to come out on PC. I guess they kind of like the experience more, I suppose. That's for some people. I prefer it. But yeah, that's great news for them. 
if uh, I mean if they have the proper PC for it, the graphics are definitely better. So. Oh yeah, and they do for sure. They have way better PCs for gaming than I'll probably ever have. So. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's that. Likewise, I'm on a computer right now that uh, running Skype and a Skype recorder, a couple other programs, and I bet you if I put like too many tabs open, it'll slow the whole damn thing down. <laughs> it opens solitaire. See if it blows up. Yeah. It'll blow up when you win the level, and it does that whole shuffle into the deck thing. Oh, God. <laughs> then it'll freeze, and you'll be able to drag it and get that weird uh, gray background like you used to be able to do in Windows 95 and shit. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> Those are the PCs. We need to make Grand Theft Auto for Windows 95. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have the graphics so, of Frogger. So so, kids, when we were little, we played solitaire on our computers, and we thought we were the coolest kids in the world. <laughs> well, if you, really cool, if you were really cool and you could figure out how to get that fucking pinball game up. Oh, that pinball game. Oh, my God. I love this. Space Cadet. <laughs> That's what it was called. I was going to call it Cosmic Pinball. I couldn't remember. Space Cadet 3D Pinball. First thing you do, get rid of the goddamn music on that, because that was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Flashbacks. Yep. Too many flashbacks. I'm too old. Um... Any uh, other things you guys want to talk about when it comes to Grand Theft Auto Five? I've only heard great things about it. I never got a chance to play it. I haven't played any games since Vice City. I got to play it a little bit on the PS3, and I did like it a lot. I th- I thought it was really cool, but I mean, I don't, I didn't play it enough to really have a full-fledged opinion about it. I haven't played a GTA game since GTA Four, <laughs> so I've not played uh, the fifth one at all. But uh, it looks pretty expansive like the biggest one they've ever done in terms of where you can go what you can do it's a, it's a giant sandbox that's it, still just it, it amazes me and maybe it's because i'm outside of the gaming community so i'm not used to these things where people go like oh you know the, the graphics are you know compared to this game and this game and all that and i'm like man my heyday of uh, playing video games was like nintendo super nintendo game boy back before we had Game Boy Color, that kind of stuff. So, to me, this stuff is just ridiculous. Like, I remember seeing uh, commercials and trailers and stuff for Grand Theft Auto V, and I was just like, you mean to tell me you've got a fucking game like Vice City that I'm used to, where you can fucking go anywhere in the game, and you can ride any of the cars, and you can just do whatever, and that, that alone is impressive from somebody that used to, you know, play the old Game Boy games. But now it's like, oh, you can just like fly a plane. You can go swimming. You can play golf. You can. It's like, you can even have sex. You can do so much <laughs> crap in these games where you're like, you used to just make like a golf game, and you were like, yo, you could barely do anything in that game except for you know putt. Lee Carvello's putting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, let's just make a golf game in the middle of Grand Theft Auto Five. And you don't, yeah, but that's like, the thing, man. Uh, he, he, there's um, that's the thing. It's uh, you know, like they say that uh, you know a, um, a robot can beat a human in chess, right? Mm-hmm. And then as technology improves, as you get faster processors, as you get uh, more RAM or whatever else uh, is needed, you get to join these different tasks. And a, a computer can be absolutely the best at one thing, and then if you know with enough time, you can program it to be really good at, at two things. And that's what's happening. I mean, you have one game, one golf game where basically, you have like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know how many lines of code of programming, but honestly, like, a golf game is bullshit nowadays. Right. <laughs> if you, I mean, it, they waste more time uh, capturing the proper motion with the athletes. 
and the proper graphics and all that than with the actual programming of the the game itself, the physics itself. I mean, they have that kind of stuff figured out by now. I mean, if you play uh, whatever any EA sports games, I mean, the physics rarely changes. I mean, it's all about the control and how much they can innovate with the controls and change that. Lines of, I mean, lines of programming are not. They don't add too many or take away too many. You know, it depends on the engine, I guess. But GTA Five, it took a team of thousands of people, from marketing to 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 visual to audio to licensing music to whatever. So I mean, it's just but it basically. the you know the simple golf game is there because it's it, it's it's a simple golf game it's it, you know it's easy it's just the gra- I mean everything's already there graphically so just you know just the motion of the characters there just it's I don't know I wish I, I wish I could get I wish I knew how to explain this more technically but at the same time more logically it's just it's easy to make a racing game within within those games it's easy to make a, a sports game within those games you know it's like it's Sandbox, man, sandbox. I'm like, I had a sandbox when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, you build a castle or a just, tunnel. Just remember, we went from Pong to Grand Theft Auto Five. Right. I don't know how old you are, man, but I went from like uh, Ninja Turtles two until that. Turtles in Time. That was no, no, that was four. That was, that was wow. Ninja Turtles four. I love Turtles in Time. That was awesome. That, that was one of my favorites. Which, yeah, it was awesome. If we're taking a sidebar here when it's talking about Ninja Turtles games, how fucking hard is that first game? That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but it was stupid. It, was, it wasn't by Konami. It was by Ultra Games, right? That was just a ridiculous game. That goddamn water level. I don't know like, no, anybody that beat that, that level. Like a maze, wasn't there? Like bombs and elect- somehow there's like electric seaweed because that happens. And... Yeah. Oh man, that game! Fuck that game! <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> love the AVGN awesome. review of it if you ever uh, watch that. Oh, I haven't, but I, I guarantee that's got to be fucking hilarious. Cause oh yeah, that's one of the most frustrating games I've ever been a part I of. I think it's oh, one just, of the uh, most frustrating of its generation. That game pissed off tons of people. <laughs> Nintendo hard. <laughs> you know what? Today people would say, and nowadays the criteria for saying something sucks. Is uh, if it's too hard. Back then, it was just like, oh, the game was just too hard. It doesn't necessarily suck, but you know, maybe just back then there was no criteria for does it suck or is it hard. You know. Well, then you'd yeah. hear stories of like, you know, my cousin's friend knows a guy who beat the game, and like, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I heard. It'd be the same thing as like with the old Pokemon games, where it's like, no, I swear, there's this guy who knows this guy, well, knows this guy that moved the truck and got you. Actually, got him. <laughs> Yeah, right. he said you could catch Pika Blue. I swear. <laughs> no, I saw it, dude. I saw it in the game. Like, it was at a jackass the playground. I guarantee you, I got it, dude. I just don't have my game with me right now. I've got. Yeah, I, left, I forgot it at home today. <laughs> right. Oh, my mom took my Game Boy away, so I can't show you. Yeah. No, see, I was gonna bring it in, but then my little brother he erased the game, so I gotta go back, and you know, it yeah, might my, take. A while. My dog peed on my Game Boy. I'm sorry. It might take until, like, uh, you know, the next-gen game for me to be able to get it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, see. Just a quick, uh, just a quick uh, to put a pin on the Ninja Turtles stuff. Ninja uh, Turtles 4, uh, Turtles in Time, was actually, it got a, what do you, what do you call it, like a, a makeover, or like a HD whatever makeover, kind of. And, yeah, uh, I think, it I think it's on Reshelled. Steam. Yeah, what? I think so. It's called Reshelled or something. Yeah, something like that. I think it's on Steam, isn't it? I yeah, I believe so. I downloaded it on Xbox 360 years ago, 
It's no longer up, but because I downloaded it um, before it got taken down, I still have it. You lucky. <laughs> but yeah, is it as good as uh, the original, or is I mean, just random graphics, or it's um. I mean, I haven't even touched it in years, so I don't remember specifics, but it it was still fun, but just nothing compares to the original. Problem, I mean, partly because of the nostalgia factor, I'm sure, but I guess just nothing compares to that. Which, by the way, I made the stupidest trade of my life back when I was a kid. I, I mean, it was only temporary, but I traded my friend um, Turtles in Time because he wanted to play with his brother for the Aladdin game on Super Nintendo. Oh God! I and that know. game. That game, Man, I beat no. it, you know, but and then it's like, well, all right, what the fuck do I do now? And, <laughs> and I finally got my turtles in time back, and I was like, I am the stupidest kid in the world. <laughs> Never doing that again. God, wait, I... wait, 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 you beat it? How the hell did you beat that carpet level and lava yeah. shit? That lava level? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh, that alone probably took, like, weeks, but I, <laughs> I know I beat it. There you go. I'm one of those kids, you know. I I would show you, but you know, my dad yeah, got okay. it right. Are you sure it wasn't your cousin? No, it, it wasn't. It it might have. No, no, it wasn't. My cousin's friends. My cousin's friend's brother told me how to beat that level. See, the the trick for that level is you need to get Pika Blue and you need to get rid of all the uh, lava by squirting out water with bubble beam. <laughs> you also you also need a cousin. Very yeah. important to have a cousin. That, that's Every story one. revolves around a cousin. That did it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's perfect, you know. Like you can't say brother or sister. People can verify that. But when it's a cousin, you know, none of your friends. Ooh, the, the guy who lives are. way over in Washington, you know, it's like, mm, I'm not sure. I still... and back then there was no Facebook or whatever, so it was like yeah. you had to write a letter, <laughs> or call people on the phone, which is the most terrifying experience when oh, you might have to speak to their parents. Oh, so you would no, call no, them, be like, you know, is Jimmy home? God forbid to speak to your parents, man. <laughs> Is Jimmy home? I really want to ask him if uh, his cousin of mine, who's a friend of mine, if he really got peekaboo. <laughs> what the fuck are you kids talking about? Is that that Pokemans? Are you kids taking drugs? <laughs> well, speaking no of Pokemon, way going to segue into uh, a new Turtles game revealed at E3, by the way, folks. No, no this is actually <laughs> going to segue into a new Pokemon game. Uh, they announced Pokemon Art Academy. Now, I didn't get a chance to check out a trailer or anything that was going on with this, but it seemed to me like it was just one of those offshoot, like, Pokemon Snap kind of things where yeah. nobody really gives a shit about it. It is, Pretty. and they also announced Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which are practically 3DS ports, just Ruby and Sapphire, touched up with slightly better handheld graphics. I still have not played X and Y. I have not played that either. So I, I really enjoy them. They looked great. They don't make emulators of uh, 3DS, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But, well, actually, I hang on, hang on, hang on. They do. Oh, well, maybe I will play. There was one, but it's it's not like there's a button that acts as like you touching the screen. It's kind of weird because like I wanted to try out like I, I'm a big Assassin's Creed buff. I'm not gonna go into Assassin's Creed right now, but uh, I actually found. Uh, this Assassin's Creed game where like it's it's a side story of Altair where he goes to like Cyprus or something, and I really wanted to try it out to find out more about the story and then play it actually. And like the emulator was just like, okay, you have to map the like buttons where you where you would touch the screen, but like how do I touch the thing that I need to touch if you know like it's it's weird and I don't know I couldn't figure it out. Well, the uh, Alpha what was it Alpha 
Alpha, Alpha Omega, not that. <laughs> Alpha <laughs> Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or is it the opposite? I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire, the two things that helped ruin the franchise as far as I'm concerned. I loved Gold and Silver. Ruby Sapphire uh, came out. And, I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, they're being reported. And they're going to probably keep up the whole Mega Evolution thing that I've been hearing about, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, the Art Academy, though, seems like that's like... Uh, what, what the hell was the name of that other game? That uh, Like Mystery Dungeon or something? Or yeah, like that, like that weird spin-off game. Yeah, like... It seems like another one of those side quest kind of things. Oh, you know what was another terrible game? Speaking of those side quest games, that Pokemon trading card video game. That game was the hardest fucking game. It's See, not... is it hard? Is it hard or does it suck? Who knows? Both. <laughs> well, by, by today's standards, the game fucking sucks. But, you okay. know, by 90s, I mean, in terms of difficulty. But that fucking game, I've never beaten it. I even tried, like, I'd say about a year or so ago, I went back and tried to play it, and you just reach a certain point where I swear they cheat. The, <laughs> the computers cheat because it's not possible to beat them ever. You know what that means? The computers make sites to cheat at the game all the time. Well, you, do you actually play the trading card game? Like, do you actually battle with no. cards? <laughs> no, but I claimed that I did. <laughs> I used to go to the uh, trading card things at um, Toys R Us, and they would do, like... You get one point for every game that you lose and two game, uh, two points for every game that you win. So I would just go up to people and I'd hustle them and I'd be like, yo, why don't we just say that we had a match and that you won? You'll get the two points, I'll get the one. <laughs> like working out a deal. I'd go up to the person, yeah, we just had a match. Yeah, that was a really fast one. Yeah, uh, yeah, he beat me. He Throwing out that Charizard. Points. They're like, oh, you got three badges in a day. How'd you pull that off? <laughs> Well, see, my cousin taught me how to do this, this <laughs> trick. My cousin's best friend's brother. He has a special card that makes him win at every game. <laughs> <laughs> so, does anybody, um, did anybody pay any attention to the Pokemon Art Academy? Cause I just kind of kind watched of the footage and said, okay, it's Pokemon Art Academy. <laughs> just one of those on. pass yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good summary. <laughs> Alrighty, let's throw out another thing from uh, childhood before we start getting into more gruesome games. Let's keep it all lighthearted a little bit. No, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> we'll go to Mortal Kombat a little bit later. <laughs> oh, man. We'll knock out the things that I actually have something to contribute to ahead of time. <laughs> okay, fine. Kirby has a new game. I love Kirby. <laughs> Kirby's the man. I don't care. Kirby? Kirby Superstar is one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, this is Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, which sounds like a Kirby game. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. so it's coming out for the Wii U, and I've seen uh, the footage of it, and it actually looks pretty good, I must say. It's been a while since, uh, I think it's been a while since Kirby's had, like, a home console platform game. I don't know if the Wii ever got one. I, th- under the assumption, it never did. Maybe Wasn't that yarn- the, the yarn thing? Yeah. 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 Kirby's epic yarn, I think, something like that. It seemed quite so epic to me. <laughs> it did not seem quite. This seems way more epic than his epic yarn. So kind of seems odd that they would be like, how do we uh, describe this yarn game? What are the epic. words that you... Yeah, uh, this is apparently a sequel to a 2005 game on the DS that was titled Kirby Canvas Curse. Oh, I remember that game. So, the uh, funny thing is, it'll be coming out a decade after that original DS title. That's funny. Oh, coming man. Out in 2015. Correction. Wow. Correction. It wasn't a 3DS sim- emulator. It was a DS emulator. Ah. <laughs> Oops. My bad. There goes my Sorry. attempts well, to play in these games. Well, well this very interesting. Is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined. 
<laughs> Ruined. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, My cousin yeah, told me to say it. <laughs> Great to see Kirby uh, still being put in games. And yeah, as far as like yeah. his own franchise and not kind of crossing over to anything else. Listen, Kirby Air Ride, that was one of the best games on the GameCube. <laughs> that game was so much fun. Forget Mario Kart. What was one it, of Kirby the game? Air Ride? Or, yeah, yeah, Air it was Riot. Pretty much Air Ride. It was <laughs> Air Riot <laughs> sounds like it would be a lot more fun. <laughs> it was pretty much just a racing game where, you know, you're riding around on those fucking stars. Huh. And it was, it was a lot more fun than I just made it sound. <laughs> Kirby, I always thought, never got as much credit as you should. It always seemed like that was such a better game, and nobody really brings him up. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, back in the day when, it, when Kirby first came out, was it on the Game Boy? Uh, yeah, Kirby so. yeah. I mean, it just got, like, awesome reviews all over the place. and But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I knew a lot of people that were playing Kirby. I don't know. I, okay, I'll just, I'll just say it. I never played a Kirby game in my life, which is kind of weird because it's such a giant. I know. It's such a huge map. It's like... It, I think it's number two to Mario in the Nintendo world, isn't it? It's like a major mascot. So, I don't know. It just it never happened. I never played a Kirby game. It's weird. My Kirby's favorite Adventure, was... Kirby Superstar. Two awesome games you got to check out at some point. I don't know. I liked Kirby 64. That I didn't get a chance to play. It's pretty good. It's really short, though. You could probably finish the entire game in a day. But it's fun. So, fun equals easy. It. Hard equals sucks. Got it. <laughs> well, yep. <laughs> well, you might find it difficult if you never played it before, but it's very short. It's not like the longest game in the world. I mean, if you really try, you could probably get it done in a day. You want the rest of a guy who who, bought, uh, who beat Street Fighter Two on uh, four? So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got Kirby. Uh, we've got Arkham Knight. We got Pokemon. We got a lot of different stuff that are um, previous franchise coming out there. Um, ah, you know what? Let's. Let's go back and forth. Let's go right into Mortal Kombat. Why not? <laughs> Mortal Kombat 10 gameplay footage was shown. And for the, the kid in me that used to play that game a lot, I gotta admit, a little disappointed. They show Scorpion and Sub-Zero fighting each other. And Scorpion wins? Fuck off. <laughs> Sub-Zero is so much fucking better. The hell with Scorpion. I, I, I never liked to, the idea I think you meant to say that Sub-Zero was a lot cooler. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh. Unintended on that. Ah, I got it. I got it. I got that. I love how that's the main notes that you have coming from that uh, big trailer. Is that really they have Scorpion win? Right. Really? <laughs> that, Why did they have Sub Zero lose in the first trailer? Ugh. The main thing I take away from that audience. is like Sub Zero lost. Man, fuck you. Sub Zero's the man. Like, <laughs> it's make or breaking the game for me. Switch right. that trailer around. We might talk. I might. Other people will be, like, um, spitting out a bunch of characters that I haven't seen in years. And, oh, is this person in the game? Is that person in the game? And I'm like, I don't care. As long as Sub-Zero's in there and he's fucking awesome, then it's, that's it. Because I only <laughs> used to play as Sub-Zero and um, Johnny Cage. And I don't really even know why I played just Johnny Cage. I think I just liked when the guy was just like, Johnny Cage. <laughs> it's so freaking weird. Johnny Cage. But... Scorpion. Colonel. Raiden. <laughs> If I, I can, can really listen to that over and over again, and it doesn't really get old. If I could keep my old strategy of freeze, uppercut, freeze, uppercut, freeze, uppercut, and then when people catch you in the plane, <laughs> then you do that jump kick, and then freeze, uppercut. 
Did your cousin teach you that strategy? No, fucking might beat that cousin. <laughs> Button tapping teaches anybody the easy one-two kick strategy that you can get somebody caught in for like you push them across. The, I'm, uh, I'm the, the worst person to play in games like that. I'm the it's total... like high kick, low kick, high kick, low kick. You <laughs> scroll across uh, the floor and you barricade them to the other side. And they go fuck off, stop doing that, and it kills them and they get all pissed. Like I'm not exaggerating at all when I say <laughs> I used to do the freeze uppercut thing over and over again, or I would just block and sit there low and then do like low kicks. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the type of guy that camps out in Goldeneye on the top level of uh, stack <laughs> with a fucking RCP90. You're just... cheap. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm Always finding the easy play. way out. Yeah. I'm the guy who bumps into you in Mario Kart. Even if we're, like, either one of us could possibly get second place, I'll sabotage both of us <laughs> just to be a dick. <laughs> like... Oh, I'll throw us both <laughs> off Rainbow Road. What are the Road? deadly shells care. in that game? It's the red shells, right? What was that? Uh, the deadly shells in that game, they're the red shells, right? So you're the one who unleashes the red shells on everybody. Uh, That's the, the, the homing beach track. ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the red shells and the homing ones. The blue shell will fuck anyone's day up if they're in okay, first so place. Okay, so it's the blue shells that are the evil ones. That yeah. are... They're the ones that when you're in first place, you'll get hit with one and you'll be in eighth place before you know it. I'm oh. the guy that I'll be in tenth place. No possible chance to win at all. And if I get a blue shell, I'm sending that blue shell out just to say fuck you to the first place person. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, the, the idea of another Mortal Kombat game, awesome, because it's just one of those series that everybody tends to love, and uh, if I do get a chance to play that game, I definitely will, and I'll definitely implement my strategy <laughs> and piss off whoever I'm playing with. Um, what do you guys think about Mortal Kombat, Eddie? Dude, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since it first came out. Well, okay, I was a few months late. Uh, it was about 93 or, or something like that. And uh, my first impression of Mortal Kombat One was like, I was you know I was used to like doing Harukens and uh, you know Street Fighter and all that stuff, so the mechanics were kind of weird. But oh my god, as soon as I you know as soon as I saw Fatality, I was like, oh my god, this is it, <laughs> this is it, this is this is God, <laughs> like I found my church. Did I know? just kill that guy instead of just passing uh, making him pass out or something? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I found my reason to live, sort of. <laughs> and I became enamored with Mortal Kombat for the next uh, few years. And you know, Mortal Kombat 2, I mean, I think the biggest impact I had in terms of uh, falling in love with a game, uh, which wouldn't happen again until Assassin's Creed 2 when I accidentally kind of played it, um, was Mortal Kombat 2. When that came out, I was... I was obsessed with it. I, I memorized all the fatalities, all the babalities, friendships, uh, special moves, whatever. I knew all the combos. And the, yeah, I, yeah, I was the shit. I was, the, I was that cousin. Right? <laughs> you were the cousin who found out. Yeah, I was the cousin everybody back. wanted to have. Yeah, I was the cousin everybody bragged about. Like, oh man, my cousin, he totally did it. Yeah, all Mortal you Kombat. The I did. Babalities to everyone. I did. I played. I played Mortal Kombat two to a point where I actually tried to see if Pong was hidden in it in the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> you had to reach battle five hundred. <laughs> to see if that happened. And, and one day, uh, it was a Wednesday, it was a school night, so my mom, I had to wait till like 1 a.m. so my parents were definitely asleep. Yes, I stayed up to like 4.30, like just one player versus player two. Like, I had two controllers, so I just pressed start, you know, whenever it had to continue. And I played straight for like two and a half hours, and I was like, <laughs> the next day, I was like so tired of school, going like, hey guys, I was up all night. And I did it. I got to battle 500. There's no Pong. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was there in the arcade version, but I know you know nobody confirmed or did not confirm if it was there in the home version. 
So, I that's I mean that was my obsession with Mortal Kombat. Then Mortal Kombat three came out, same thing. Well, like, and then Ultimate Mortal Kombat three came out. You know the expansion kind of same thing. But Mortal Kombat four came out, and I don't know. You know, I by then I I didn't have a PlayStation. I couldn't kind of buy it, and my computer was shit. So. What would you have um, done anyway if you were up that late when Pong comes on? Because you've just been like, "Yay, Pong!" I would just like, kind of boring. "Yeah, it's here. It's, it's, I did it. You know, like <laughs> I got what I wanted. I, I wanted to know if it was there or not. You play and one match there, Pong and be like, oh, that sucks,' and turn the game off. Yeah, exactly. I probably would have done that, but instead, I got to like battle five hundred and nine just to see. I, I wanted to see if it was if if you could write out a thousand, or if it would zero out to battle zero zero or zero one, but. <laughs> There's that was somebody too out much, there that's probably done it. My mom would have probably gone like, "Okay, it's time to wake up." I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> playing Pong. <laughs> <laughs> playing Pong. Uh, so uh, Pong's basically. not on the screen. I think you're just seeing Pong at this point. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, dude, I I came dangerously close to letting the timer run out and it went like game over because I was like falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept eating cereal, like sugar cereal. Like uh, I had what. I had some sort of cereal. I had some cereal, some chocolate cereal. I don't know what it was. And I kept eating it, trying to get myself, you know, give myself energy to stay awake. Long story short, I did not play a single Mortal Kombat again until like one night and like at somebody's party. But by then, I was already like a musician and I didn't give a shit about games. I had I had a period where I didn't care about games at all. Um, I call it my dark ages in video gaming because I wasn't a big PlayStation or PlayStation 2 fan, but, you know, things changed when PlayStation, PlayStation 3 came around, that generation. Anyways. Ridge Racer! Mortal, Mortal Kombat 5, Deadly Alliance, I think it was. Deadly Alliance. But, that I loved that game. Yeah, it, it seemed pretty cool because there was, like, a whole depth in the storyline and stuff, and there was like we, there were weapons, and you could stab the guy in, in the middle of the game. It, was, it seemed pretty cool, but it didn't do it for me. So, last year, well, when was Mortal Kombat released? Like three years ago? Yeah, it was a last... couple years ago. Yeah, okay. Uh, there was a, there were there were some tournaments going on at the at the, the comic book store near my university, and um, I, I I thought about dropping by, but I was like, eh, no, I don't have time for that. So uh, I had a I kind of like a, had a move, uh, and I had to move into uh, some friend's house for uh, a month or two. And guess what? He had Mortal Kombat on a 360. So I was like, eh, I got nothing better to do, so why not? Dude, first of all, okay, I got to say, I was surprised by the the coherence in having this uh, kind of like 3D. You know, you know, everything's like 3D in that world, but the, the gameplay is so old school. It's awesome. It works, you know. There's no point in trying to make a 3D uh, playability. That's what they tried in Mortal Kombat 4, and it totally failed. Uh, there's no point in trying to make anything anything complicated. It's so simple and it's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I just hope that for this Mortal Kombat 10, I really, really pray to God they get some actual actors to do the voice acting this time because <laughs> there were like some baby, there was like some baby talk happening <laughs> in the last Mortal Kombat, like. And it was so fake. Like you, you see, like a uh, Shang Tsung going like, and the next fight is Johnny Cage versus Reptile, <laughs> and then silence. Like there's no, no sound effects. And I'm an audio guy, right? So I pay attention to this stuff. It's just so artificial. It's just like you hear some clapping, and then you hear like Liu Kang going like, hmm, I hope he wins. You know, like some <laughs> lame 
dialogue like that. Then Johnny Cage is like, yeah, see if you can beat me. You know, like, it's so lame. I'm like, dude, like, who wrote this crap? You know, like, why did they <laughs> out? And, like, surely they could have done a little better. You, know? so, you look at the budget and it's, like, voice acting 10 bucks for everybody. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like, maybe put in a swear word. I mean, after all, everybody's an adult. You know, the, the demographics is not, like... I know that Ed Boone, you know, we're, we're, you know the guys uh, were thinking of like, you know, like uh, demographics of like like teenagers and stuff like that. They had that, that kind of like had, had to mellow out, but they reminded me kind of like George Lucas. And bear with me. I mean, uh, Star Wars when it came out was for a certain generation, a certain demographic. Like, oh sure, it's a, it's a, it's a space opera, so you know it's bound to attract the younger kids than an old old you know an older uh, audience. And uh, and then you know episode one comes out and there's Jar Jar Binks, which quite frankly is uh, is retarded. It's for kids, it really is. But I think he didn't respect the demographic that grew up, you know, 20 years later, uh, 25 years later, you know, expecting something grand. And uh, although you you have that comic relief value in R you know R two D two and C three PO, but Jar Jar Binks really really exaggerated. And I think by not having Johnny Cage say, "Oh fuck, that really fucking hurt," you know. <laughs> Instead of you know, it, just have him say like nothing. You know, just skip a line of dialogue. If you if have any of you guys played that game, the Mortal Kombat game, yeah, last one, yeah, do you I agree? It. I I do agree. Uh, they they uh, hopefully uh, they spring for some better voice acting in this game. Rumor has it though that Kiefer Sutherland is doing something in this game. In Mortal Kombat 10. They're going to have fucking Jack Bauer in the game. <laughs> yeah. He'll be a, uh... As long as they don't, it's not only him getting paid for the voice acting. It's oh, he, he's doing the voices of every character in the game. That'd be hilarious. Beep. Dude, they should totally get Beep. like Billy West. You know what Beep. I mean? Like Beep. <laughs> <laughs> he just does the beeps. Yeah. <laughs> I could not help making that reference. Liu Kang wins. Well, so far, that trailer that they showed, the voice acting wasn't really that great in that. I mean, that's the typical Scorpion. Uh, Get over here. Get over here. I mean, at this point, even, uh, I mean, I used to follow wrestling a lot when I was a kid. And uh, we know it's not the greatest acting in the world, but Mm -hmm. even that's gotten, gotten a lot better in time. Quick plug, and that's you guys love like wrestling, smartguymonic.com. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Come, say it again, say it again. Smartguymonic.com, guys. You'll see a link at the bottom of fanboys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's but, the site uh, your cousin told you about. Right. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know. Maybe, the, the best cousins know about this. <laughs> maybe they can kind of um, do both, have terrible voice acting, and try to justify good voice acting by enlisting the people that did the movie. Maybe we'll get uh, what's her name, uh, Bridget Wilson. She could be Tony in this, and she was she was hot, yeah. She was, and we could get that guy who really really sucked as Johnny Cage to be Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could get uh, Highlander. He could be Raiden again. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. A quick quick trivia. I worked for a hotel chain chain of hotels that um I will not for you know purposes of legal and or uh whatever reason you know that kind of copyright crap cannot say. But I spoke to Christopher Lambert on the phone once because he wanted a reservation in Paris. Did he uh, sound as ridiculous as he sounded in Mortal Kombat? No, he speaks French, man. I didn't recognize him. He had a, so I was like, so you know, in French, I was like, so what's your name? 
name. Uh, sir, what's your name? He's like, uh, Christophe. And I'm like, yes. Okay. And the last name, Lambert. And I'm like, sure. Uh, could you please spell that? He's like, L-A-M-B-E-R-T. And I talked to a guy, uh, you know, this friend of mine at work. And he was like, he told me, hey, you know what? I talked to Christopher Lambert, man. You know, Highlander. I'm like, oh, shit, really? Cool. And then I just kind of froze. I was like, whoa, dude. It just, it just occurred to me because he, he has a, like a preferred rate at, at the hotel. So like I knew it was him. I was like, you're like, oh, it's uprated. And he's like, don't so fucking like, mention so that. Like, That's I, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that never so, happened. So I was like. <laughs> or he just being like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah so I was like, oh, oh I, I, I just swallowed. It. I was like, okay, sir, I do know that you have a preferred rate. So I'm going to transfer it to the in-house, okay? He's like. Merci. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I totally wanted like a talk to him about like Mortal Kombat. But... <laughs> oh, are there any other uh, Mortal Kombat stuff you guys want to toss out there before we move on to another topic? Uh... All basics have been covered. <laughs> no, no, no. Hang on, one more thing. The movie was kind of garbage, but although it's kind of like it's got a cult following, uh, it was kind of crap. But the soundtrack is phenomenal. At least the also. Movie. Also, I'll say that there's a, apparently a new Mortal Kombat movie in the works of sorts. Something like that. Maybe they can find a way to tie that into the video game, too. Or maybe they're even working on the same people or something. I don't know. Well, apparently it's going to be like a dark, dark thing. And like it's like, like, a, like a serious Mortal Kombat movie and not like a... Good. And not a weird fantasy world Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like the game. It's not going to be like the game. It's going to be like a serious, you know. Uh, let's see. I'm going to toss out a random one here. Dead Island 2. I've heard great things about Dead Island, and that's the one with, um, forgive me again, the people listening going, oh my god, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the one that had the amazing trailer where it's all in reverse, right? Yes. Yes. That was fucking brilliant. That, that trailer was fantastic, and I like, I think I kind of refused to play the game once I realized that it wasn't going to have that tone. I mean, I heard good things about it, but I just never got into the first game. I heard that because of that trailer, a lot of people were expecting a story like that and then ended up getting something entirely different when the actual game came out. Because, uh, they kind of did themselves, uh, yeah, shot themselves in the foot. Like mm-hmm. that, that family-oriented trailer, that family is not in the game at all. I think their corpses are, the saddest that is to say. <laughs> but it focuses on, like, I think you can choose between three or four different random people. Yeah, kind of play out their so. storyline, which in comparison to that trailer, those stories are not anywhere near as good as what we that original teaser showed. So a lot of people were uh, disappointed by the first game. And so I was kind of surprised that it's getting a sequel. Myself, personally, I didn't think it, it would, but who knows, maybe they'll make a better game this time. But I think they learned their lesson. This trailer was so over the top for Dead Island 2 compared to the first one. That I think that probably matches the tone of the game much better. That yeah, the second the trailer to the second game basically is the tone to the first game. So yeah. Well they couldn't replicate the first one anyway because the only person that did it better than them was the goat simulator. <laughs> 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 That's actually how I came across Dead Island too. Uh somebody from Fanboys had sent me that and they were just like, You gotta check out this uh goat simulator trailer and i was just like this what trailer what the fuck are you talking about goat simulator. and um then i was just like i have no clue what this means and they're like oh wait check this out first because you don't know the video game that could, this is referencing and i actually have that song from the uh the trailer because that that island song was amazing so at the very least um kudos for that song 
But what do you guys think about Dead Island 2? Again, I think it's uh, surprising it's getting a sequel. I wish it nothing but the best, and maybe it'll be the best one in the series. I mean, you know, it's probably not going to take very much to top the first game. We'll see. I forget. It's probably coming out for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yes. Should be fun. <laughs> so it's we'll going to be easy? Mm, <laughs> no. Okay. I didn't even think the first game was easy. I think it was actually pretty difficult, but... Uh, Which means it was shit. It wasn't shit. I said just <laughs> no, 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 no. Hard, hard The story shit. wasn't what the actual trailer showed. Everybody was pumped after seeing that original trailer. This one has its goofy overtones, so we know what we're getting this time. It makes a lot more sense in retrospective. Eddie or uh, Ronnie, any other thoughts about Dead Island 2? Well, I never played Dead Island, so <laughs> I don't really have anything to contribute. Yeah, I've got nothing else to really add there. Alrighty, let's move on to, uh, let's see, random generator here. Little Big Planet 3. Another game that I have not played, but I've always heard great things about Little Big Planet, so... I played the first one, loved it. I never did get around to playing the second one, or the I think they had a PSP port of the, the first one. The third one looks awesome. And they're doing this cool little thing where you usually play as this little sack, sack avatar boy. dude, you know, sack boy. Like that and little guy. you can collect and make all these different kinds of this one character in the previous installations. But in this one, there's a few different other um, like forms of those little characters you can play as that all have different abilities. I'm trying to remember what they're all called. There's an there's one that's like four-legged, and it's kind of like a dog who can run super fast. A swoop is like a bird that can fly around levels and also pick up other light objects for characters. And there's a big Talgo character who's much larger and heavier than the other three, and he can, of course, pick up heavy things, way down platforms and all that. So I'm sure that this game's going to be pretty cooperative. You can have up to four players, and kind of everybody has their own little... Uh, I, I can say roles to play out to try and beat each different level. And uh, the level designs in these games are always very unique and awesome. They've really done something really cool with like implementing puzzle core gameplay into platform gaming, which I think it's created a quite an interesting series. I really did enjoy the first game. The third one looks really good, though it's under, I think, a different developer now. I mean, the, the first game... I'm trying to remember who developed it. Mo a media molecule. Media molecule, yeah. yes. And now this one's being developed by Sumo Digital. I don't know if they have any sort of relationship to the original developers. But if not, it's under a new developer, so I wonder how that's going to go. But it, it did. I did like what Sony had to say, and in my opinion, that was probably like my biggest hyped point of their entire press conference this year, was knowing that there was going to be a third Little Big Planet game coming to the PlayStation 4, the console I don't have, but hey, the game looks really cool. Do you think you might be getting a PS4 for that, or still just nah? Uh, I want to wait for a couple more years for maybe another few core franchises of mine to get games coming out for it. If there's enough, I'd say it's a decent thing to get in the future, but not quite yet. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Far Cry 4 is another uh, sequel that they've announced. Any thoughts on Far Cry 4, guys? I have not played any of the Far Cry games, but I've heard good things about them. I loved Far Cry 3. It's one of the few games that I got every achievement for, because I had it on the Xbox 360. 
And it was just so cool to get to explore that island, just unlock different things to do, and then just to basically conquer it in a way. And the storyline was awesome. What I like about the series is I didn't ever even played the first two, but I had heard that the stories are very self-contained. There's no... Like Far Cry 3 is not really a sequel to Far Cry 2, just like Far Cry 4 is not really a sequel to Far Cry 3. So they're all very self-contained stories. You could jump in at any point. And, and I was just surprised at how, how much the story kind of engrossed me the entire way through. And at the end of the game, you get to make a... I mean, I won't really spoil it here, but you get to make a really big choice that basically decides the ending of the game. And... I, it was actually difficult for me to make that choice, and that's how I knew that that damn, this is a good game. If I can't, if I'm actually sitting here thinking about what I should do in this moment, then I know that game really succeeded. You had to pick Coke or Pepsi. <laughs> that's I said tough, I wasn't going to spoil it, but uh, yeah, you got me. You're like, fuck, I wanted lemonade. Too late. Let's go to one of the franchises that. Uh, I know that everybody um, had mentioned ahead of time before we started doing this podcast, especially Eddie. Assassin's Creed Unity. I'm going to go <laughs> right to you on this, Eddie. <laughs> you said you said ass twice. <laughs> I'll say it a third time here. Ass. <laughs> just for the hell of it. Yeah, no, one day it just occurred to me how, how assassin is such a mean word and it and, you know, invokes all sorts of like dark imagery and then there's ass in it twice. It's ass, ass, in. Yeah. I actually named a there's there's a demo song of mine. I just the working title is as ass ass in with <laughs> underscores. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let me get into it. Um, I have just like a who. Sorry, man, I wasn't paying attention to who was saying it, but who played Far Cry three to to finish every achievement and all? That that was me. Ronnie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. I am that way with every Assassin's Creed up to Assassin's Creed 3. I have played all of them like back and forth and up and down, left, right, B, A, B, A, select, you know. Like I've been following the storyline. Because one day, like, you know, was, uh, it was like three years ago or so, um, you know, my roommate was like he was he just played he just put in this this game and I was just, I wasn't paying attention at all. And then I hear Italian and I'm like, whoa, because I'm, I'm Italian also. So I hear Italian. I'm like, whoa, dude, what are you playing there? Like. He's like, oh, it's Assassin, Assassin's Creed 2. I was like, huh. And I got intrigued. Like, oh, this whole thing's like Renaissance and everything. I'm like, this isn't a game. This is a, this is like a, it's a story. It's a genuine story. That's when I first became interested in games again. You know, it started there. And then I was like, he's like, yeah, but to get into it, you got to play Assassin's Creed 1 to understand what's going on. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And I was like, then I, oh, man, you know, like there's the, a whole universe opens up. First of all, the, the you know this whole animus thing was really interesting. Um, you can, like, there's a game within a game. It's like the there's the present day Desmond Miles and all of them was like the searching for answers in his ancestors' DNA. Um, and then Assassin's Creed two, three. Oh, there was also Brotherhood, which was fantastic and introduced uh, co-op playing, which I have not played, but apparently it was really awesome. Then there was Assassin's Creed three, which is the last one I played. And I, th- I thought it was really cool. Um, but you know, technologically I'm a little impaired right now, so I have not yet played four, but from what I heard, it's also really awesome storyline also. And honestly, 
technology, you know, in terms of technology and the game engine, Assassin's Creed Unity is going to do to the to the series what it really, really has been deserving, and that, that means just this fantastic open world where uh, where it's it, it's borderline GTA kind of open world where you can do like tons of different stuff, not just side quests, not just talk to some, some random people, but actually participate in stuff. Assassin's Creed Three kind of toyed with that idea. There were like mini games in the in the game, but Assassin's Creed Unity. First of all, if you've seen the trailer, you know it's awesome. I mean, I like history as a whole, so I mean, it's no, it's no surprise that you know the French Revolution is going to be this setting where I'm going to be totally exploring stuff. You know, I mean, imagine jumping up and you know, around the Notre Dame uh, Cathedral. You know, like uh, I know the Eiffel Tower was not there yet, but that would that would have been awesome. <laughs> Just throw it in there anyway. The hell with it. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Just be uh, like, they would, they, 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 there be a tower and, uh, you know, Empire State Building too, why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 there, you know, there, there will be a patch, you know, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and that, you know, DLC, DLC, where like, oh, alternate universe, Paris got the Apple Tower in the 1700s. But, um, but honestly, it's looking really good. I mean, they really improved the AI this time, because the AI in Assassin's Creed always kind of faltered. I always thought it was easy. Yes, it's a good game, but it's also a little too easy, you know what I mean? So if, if they make it harder, it'll be really cool. And apparently they're going to revamp the entire fighting engine and the parkour. So we'll see how that's going to work. Brain, are you um, excited about Assassin's Creed? I've never really played the games at all. Like I know people who play it and I've heard great things about it, but I've never really, I guess, gotten into the series, if uh, that's fair, but... <laughs> Ubisoft, it seems like every couple of years there, they have a new Assassin's Creed coming out, or they continue a line of games that, because uh, there's really like a new hero or a new set of time period that every game takes place, and they kind of continue on a universe for a game for a while, and then they do like a new numbered one, and they kind of continue the, the period that it takes place in, so it, it'll be interesting for, congratulations to all the fans getting another game, but uh, yeah. Ronnie, what do you think? I, I kind of second that in a lot of ways in that I I started off really, like, I still enjoy the series, but I haven't really played a game all the way through since 2. And 2 was another game, like Far Cry 3, that I actually sat down and got every single achievement on the 360, and I really loved that one. And I've kind of dabbled in the other one, in some of the other ones since then, but... And Unity does look awesome, but I just don't know if I'm going to dive right into that right away. Fair enough. I always thought that the series looked kind of cool, though, and I've been wanting to get involved in it, but it kind well, of here's is difficult the thing, without though. having the consoles. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, the ending to Assassin's Creed 1, 2 especially, uh, Brotherhood, and... Uh, Oh, there's Revelations, of course. I skipped that. Um, the endings are such a cliffhanger that it's like WTF. <laughs> like, really, like Assassin's Creed, I almost cried when Assassin's Creed 2 ended. I was like, I, I, there's no way I'm going to give anything away. But I was just like, what the fuck? No, it can't end now. I can't yeah. believe this. It blew my mind. I mean, like, it really. there was no other game ever that, that did that to me with the end. He fucking picked... Pepsi, what the hell? <laughs> it's kind of like that. Maybe not as dramatic. Kind of like that. Nothing will ever be that dramatic. No. No, of course not. Oh, <laughs> heaven forbid. 
My cousin, though, he did that once. (laughs) (laughs) He picked Pepsi. I don't know why I go with that. I literally have an article on one of my websites of I don't drink soda. (laughs) I don't want things to go with. I went with that. Um, Let me go here with something that I know that you're 100% into, Brayden. Super Smash Brothers. (sighs) Hit us with it. Pac-Man. Fucking Pac-Man. That... This is something that doesn't happen very often in gaming. There's a screenshot, and it's really a couple of them released for the official games that has Mega Man, Pac Man, Sonic, and Mario all on the same stage in the same game. That's actually the background of my phone right now. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm telling you, we are not going to see this again for a long time, if ever. It's the stars aligned for the cast on this game. And. Oh my gosh, when Pac-Man was actually announced, I was just like, that's huge for the game. Like, we already had Mega Man, and now we're going to Namco's mascot. But I guess everybody kind of expected it, because they're helping with development. They got a team of their fighting game staff helping uh, Sakurai's development team in making the game. So a lot of people kind of predicted he'd be in it. But then again, he is a third-party character, and I didn't know they already had Sonic and Mega Man in there, and I didn't know if they were going to go and do another you know, non-Nintendo guy, but they did. And I was very, very pleased at that uh, relevation. It's one of those, really, it's just, it kind of makes the game historic in in a sense that you got like four mascots in one game. And I know Capcom really doesn't view Mega Man all that highly anymore, but a lot of people still view him yeah. as the original face of Capcom. I mean, he made his name on the original NES. He was their first big character who really put them in the uh, spotlight as a big game uh, development company when uh, they were releasing games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And Sonic, being the former rival of Nintendo, being in another Nintendo-themed fighting game is huge enough, again, that he's coming back for a second game. And then you have Pac-Man, who's, by all intents and purposes, the original face of video games even before Mario and predates him. That's a big deal. (laughs) And... uh, it's kind of I'm grinning from ear to ear like an idiot, but it's it's a it's a pretty big deal, and I was super hyped at this relevation for the game. It's going to be certainly a system seller for both the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U, the two consoles it's coming out for, and it was huge. And they also hosted this big invitational on the day of Nintendo's official E3 day, which was Tuesday, and it was like the first public big time showing of the game and they had people that were invited there to compete in this multi-person tournament and the gameplay looks amazing and they also held this thing up i think at local best buys it happened today and i think a couple days ago where they also had people come into the stores and yes i test. actually went to the one yeah today. how if uh, you played it how was it the gameplay to me on tuesday in the invitational looked amazing the the gameplay seemed it does seem amazing the only issue was because there were so many people there. I actually went Wednesday night with my friend Vince, mm-hmm. and we did not get to play that night because oh, the, the line was ridiculous, and I was at work. We didn't get there until about a little after 6, and it was going from 4 to 9. The line was huge. It was wrapping through the store I just can, to play. I have and, seen tweets from multiple areas of these Best Buys that were doing this, and the lines were out the door in oh, all yeah. these pictures. And... Originally, people told me that they were doing five-minute matches, but then the line just got so crazy they had to do two-minute matches, and they still didn't have enough time 
to get everybody in on Wednesday. So what they did was they gave little tickets out to everybody who was still in line Wednesday night so that we would get first dibs on it today. Jeez. So we got there. Yeah, we went in this morning, 10 o'clock, when the store opened, and they took us back there. Of course, the thing was time-locked, so they couldn't actually start the Smash Brothers demo until 12 o'clock when the thing was officially supposed to start. They tried, but they couldn't. They even tried to contact corporate, but no luck there. So what they did uh. was they had a little Mario Kart tournament, which, yeah, that was kind of cool for the... I think there were about 30 of us who had those tickets, so we were in the store. We had our little Mario Kart tournament, and then right around noon, they booted up Smash Brothers, and I think we were in the third match of the day. But since it was a two-minute match, it didn't have a whole ton of time to yeah, really basically gauge. less than even the feeling out process. Pretty much. That's why I I wanted to try a new character. I wanted to try Greninja, but. I would have done that if it were a five-minute match. But since it was a two-minute match, I didn't feel like spending the entire two minutes figuring out, okay, what the fuck can this character do? So I went with Pikachu because I've been Pikachu in pretty much every game. staple of the franchise, been mm-hmm. in since Nintendo 64. And I, the game handles great. It's, oh, it's it. Melee was insanely fast. Brawl was too slow. I feel like this one is just right. It's a nice balance and yeah. speed between the two, and everybody seemed to, from what I could tell, everybody seemed to handle very well. And we were playing on Mega Man stage, the Dr. Wily's, Dr. Wily's stage. castle. Yeah, and that, it, it just looks gorgeous, too. In addition to handling really well, it just looked gorgeous. So that's why we had no problem just standing there for yeah, a while and just watching matches. I- at this point in time, I'm still debating on which console I want to get for. I do not have either the 3DS or the Wii U. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm thinking 3DS because of the cheapness, but just the fact that this is the first ever Smash Brothers game in HD on an HD console really is kind of like, well, maybe I should hold out and actually buy the home console and get the mm-hmm. game for that because it looks awesome. Like, visually, it looks great. And as I said, the gameplay that i actually seen people do at the Invitational looked oh, it looked really great because i think yeah melee was the fast you know i think it handled really well and then brawl i think had the superior roster this Mm. one looks like a great balance of both games like the best aspects of both of them kind of put together Mm -hmm. it's not super fast but it's like just fast enough and it's got like an all-star cast as i said they got three third-party characters in a nintendo themed fighting game but all three of those third-party characters are legendary video game stars from the past that's Definitely. very much a blast from the past. And on top of that, we also got to know that, yeah, it's going to be another game that implements Miis mm-hmm. into it. And that I actually thought I wasn't going to like that uh, relevation to the game. But with what they had to show, I was pretty impressed. They not only implemented a way where you can put pretty well any me you made in your console into the game, but you can give them any place. Well, not really any place. So there's three fighting styles you can choose from. There's a brawler who basically does punches and kicks. A sword fighter who's, you know, can do their combos and whatnot. And then a gunner who's very much like Mega Man and Sam. And you can shoot projectiles, charge your shot, and take your hits as you go along. And I thought that was really cool. That on top of like, okay, you're going to be able to upload basically any me on your console. That's plenty of different skins. But then you get to choose how they fight. I thought that was very interesting. I wouldn't have thought they would go with that. But mm. uh that made them way more interesting, in my opinion, than if it's just like you can have any me and they fight one way. And I don't know, I was pleasantly surprised by that. 
Mm-hmm. I still just think it's crazy that, like, I mean, it's good enough that you've got, like, Donkey Kong and Kirby and Pikachu and Mario and Link yeah. and all that. Like, just that alone is kind of a, an awesome idea. When they originally had announced Sonic, to me, that was just, that blew my mind. And then Mega Man comes up, and you're like, fuck, they what? even got Mega Man. Oh, I, like, I almost screamed. I, I was at work last year. It's, like, kind of illegally watching Nintendo's little Nintendo Direct. Direct on my phone. And when that trailer started and I realized it was Mega Man, I had to literally cover my mouth because I almost started screaming. <laughs> I was so happy. Once that hot, once that helmet went up, mm-hmm. everybody jumped. Yeah. And probably did jumping jacks in the middle of their living room. I know that's what I was doing when that was announced. Just even, jumping around like an idiot. Even <laughs> somebody like me who is not into games that much and all that, the fact that I was huge into those games when I was a kid... Mega Man was definitely one of my favorites. Sonic was one of my favorites. Mario, I mentioned Kirby before, Pikachu, and all that. Um, I was never actually, I'll admit now, I was never into Zelda. But um, but Link was still just, like, cool. He's still a big name. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's still cool to see that happen. And even the Metroid series, I didn't like that, but it was, like, cool. You've got, uh, you know, people from all these other games going on. Uh, was just awesome. And when I saw this reaction video... I didn't know what it was when I clicked on it, but I just saw on Reddit, of all places, it said uh, E3 reaction video. And I was just like, ah, what the hell? I'll click on it. And I'm watching it, and, you know, the, the yellow dot pops up on the screen, and I'm like, no, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> oh, my God, that's fucking awesome. Then I hear everybody, you know, shouting at the top of their lungs, oh, my God. And I'm like, it's really, it's so ridiculous if you think about it, because it's like, Oh my god, the yellow circle is going to be in the game. <laughs> but I, it's it's just the fact that Pac-Man is such a, you know, ridiculously high up on the um icon level for video games that that's just nuts to me. Like who's left? Crash Bandicoot and Bomberman? Pretty much. <laughs> I can't yeah, think of anybody else. You're going to fucking bring James yeah, Bond in. Crash Bandicoot play? was so Crash Bandicoot was so forced, man. It, it was poorly done too. I mean, it wasn't Sony like, tried to get a mascot, but they tried. They were like, "We need mascot. Sonic, but orange." <laughs> he was always universal. Same with Spyro. They were never really owned by Sony. It's like, yeah, Spyro too. I forgot about Spyro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about Spyro. <laughs> you know what's going to happen next year? The next time that they're doing another game, they'll be like, oh, "You know, a new player has entered the battlefield," or whatever like that. And it'll be like Glover. <laughs> But again, uh, what you got to keep in mind, Tony, is that uh, the people who own Pac-Man, as I said, they're helping uh, Nintendo's team develop this game. Like they're like they're kind of like the extra hands that they needed to make a big development team for this game. Because if you if you've looked and seen at the stuff, there's a lot of time and effort and production being put into it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty huge. So I don't know if them not working on the game would have uh, contribute. Like would Pac-Man have really made it if they weren't helping out? Maybe. But I think this is just one of those circumstances where the stars certainly align. We just ended up... I, I can't believe Capcom, of all people, allowed uh, Mega Man, who they haven't really done shit with in years, get the big uh, the big notoriety of being in Smash Brothers, the big revival. You think they'd pick somebody that they're probably more high up on to allow Nintendo to use. But then again, who do they really have that would be better than Mega Man for this kind of a game? Right. I can't really think yeah. of too many people. Are they going to put Blanca so. in there? <laughs> That, yeah. that dog from the first Resident Evil. 
Like, I was actually thinking they might put a Street Fighter person in there, but I'm like, yeah, it's already a fighting game, and Street Fighter's a fighting game. Maybe they go with somebody else. And they did, and I think they made the right decision on that one. Uh, another thing is, is Palutena from Kid Icarus Uprising, mm. and I guess Kid Icarus in general, is also a new character. You know, Sakurai and his IP is getting more than one character in there. Pretty <laughs> she actually looks pretty good. Maybe a tad OP. She's kind of giving me Zeus vibes from PlayStation All-Stars. But hopefully she's not that overpowered. Looks fun. Looks pretty cool. I think she's probably got the most intricate character design out of anybody in the game, graphic-wise and how she looks. Cool stuff there. Big three characters on one big event. You got a giant third-party legend, a goddess of light, and any me you want to have of any fight style. Wow. Are you going to mention Samus from uh, Metroid? Hmm? Isn't that chick from Metroid? Yeah, there? Samus has been in mm. since the first game. Oh, okay, sorry. Just, I never, the, yeah. I never played. Let me let me come out of the closet. I I never played a uh, Super Smash Brothers ever. And Samus in her regular, uh, I guess, fighting power suit has been in since the uh, first game, but her and her Zero suit is also coming back. But that was announced uh, back in April at the Smash Brothers Direct. Two forms of Samus, one game. Speaking mm. of doing cheap fighting moves and stuff. Floating and being able to stay into the uh, arena. That was my move. <laughs> Did you ever play any of these games, Tony? Yeah, I played the first two, I think. I played, uh, certainly I had to play the Nintendo 64 version. So, I was usually um, Kirby. Do you yeah. guys remember the um, the commercial for the first Super Smash Brothers? That's how I figured out about that, it. Them yeah, all yeah. went through the field and beating the shit yeah. out of each other. And uh, that song, um, Happy Together, whatever, was playing. With me. Yeah, you knew that. I still have vivid memories of that commercial. I still it do. Was... It's burnt into my memory. It's one of my favorite video game commercials ever. It's how I figured out that game even existed. Mm-hmm. Exactly, me too. And then uh, I got invited over to a friend's house who had the Nintendo 64, and they just got that game, and I was just—I couldn't believe it existed. Right. The fact that you could like, play is what you're like. You know, what you're fighting? these characters can all be in the same game? Wait, so I can finally have Donkey Kong beat the shit out of Mario for all the stuff that he's done to his family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the first game itself, even though in retrospect we kind of think it's like a norm, it's still very huge that that ever even got put into production. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was a ballsy move. Yeah. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's extremely huge, and now it's getting bigger. Which you know, it's going to be funny to see now. Uh, we got Sonic in the Olympic game thing. Mm-hmm. We've had Donkey Kong involved in tons of Mario stuff over the years and all that. I want to see Pac-Man in the next Mario Kart now. <laughs> hey, I want to see him in idea. no car whatsoever. It's just him doing, you know... Chopping down rolling, just rolling, no, a ball. A ball right. just rolling. Just do that. Have that yeah. and have Sonic <laughs> without a car, too. And have Mega Man just shoot people. I don't know. Yeah, so Which... In the end, what is your thoughts, Tony, on the fact that there's four major <laughs> icons like this in one game? Certainly, you have to say it must have some sort of historical uh, That's just value crazy. to it. Yeah, uh, I, I think that um, that and the Arkham Knight thing are the two things that I've taken away from what I've been told uh, for E3. There's one other thing I thought was really cool, which we'll talk about um, in a few minutes or so, but... When it comes to that stuff, the Arkham Knight stuff, I knew that that was going to end up being cool because of you know being involved in Batman and everything. But I never expected that Super Smash Brothers would be something that I would really pay attention to. And right after seeing that Pac-Man thing, that was just like, damn, okay, you sold me on this. If I had that console, I would buy that game immediately because 
and I'm not even like the biggest Pac-Man fan in the world. I love the Miss Pac-Man game, but um, just the idea of that, like the magnitude of that, is it's huge. reason enough to be excited. Mm-hmm. Um. So continuing from Nintendo and Super Smash Brothers, let's talk about some Mario things. There's three different Mario things that I had came across. Maybe I'm missing something here. If I am, leave a comment below. Tell me, hey, idiot, you forgot about this. But be nicer than that. I can say that to myself because I hate myself. But you don't hate me, do you? No, I don't think so. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> My cousin told me you forgot this. <laughs> God damn these cousins. <laughs> uh, well, we went from Super Smash Brothers, so better transition here. Mario Party 10. Get a bunch of friends together and either beat the crap out of each other or play some pun- uh, puzzle games and have fun that way. I've never liked the Mario Party series. I'll admit that. I thought that the first one was kind of boring. And the only um, thing that I thought was kind of fun was when you're on the little balls and you can knock people over. Because that was just fun to, like, yo, fuck you, I'm going to go after this guy instead. (laughs) But I see the value in the game. I mean, it's something you get a bunch of people together, especially if you're, you know, like, college level or something like that. And um, you can just have some drinks and play Mario Party and goof off and shit. But you're probably going to do that with Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or something anyway. So Uh, Mario Party, not really my thing. But I can see the appeal. What do you guys think about that? Mario Party 10 seemed cool, or just blah, it's basically old. the same thing to me. Like I basically played the first one, enjoyed it for what it was, played a couple sequels, never really felt like it was something I needed to get every incarnation of. Yeah, I could see the appeal for the people who love it and get every copy of it. Fun little party game. It's been successful. Obviously, we're getting the tenth game of it, so obviously it sells. Ronnie. Yeah, I, I've always liked the series. I mean, I have played every single game. For me personally, the GameCube era was probably the strongest for, you know, Mario Party games. Like, Mario Party um, 4 was amazing. 5 was also really cool. But I'm, I'm looking forward to this one, especially with the gamepad features on the Wii U. Like, um, one the player with the gamepad can be Bowser and basically try to fuck up everyone else's day. And that just sounds like it could add a nice little extra layer to it. Eddie? Uh, man, I've never played a Mario Party before, but um, you know what? It's the kind of stuff that, that's fun when, you, when you're kind of drunk in a party, hence the name. Uh, I don't think that's what <laughs> Nintendo intends, but like, it's, I think it's when you're drunk, it's fun because everybody gets everything wrong, and you know, it's, it's a race to see who's going to make less mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is Mario versus Donkey Kong. And I tried to find some information about this. I couldn't find anything. What is this game? Is it? It the, can't be a fighting game because they wouldn't the, do that. Like, what is it? The surprising thing is, I never even heard of this until you brought it up here. But practically, it's like kind of. It's a series that it's like it kind of revamps the old arcade game. Oh, Remember how Donkey that's kind Kong of cool. was Donkey Kong was the enemy to Mario, and he had to save uh, the princess and whatnot. It kind of relives that rivalry, and I remember one handheld game where Donkey Kong was controlling these little evil Mario toy robot thingies, mm. and they were like the main enemy that you had to fight, and he's like the main villain. It kind of relives that old rivalry between the two from the old arcade game. So that's apparently what they're bringing to the Wii U, and I had no idea that that was even in production until um, you brought it up. Which... We're going on a side note here, but I want to kind of clarify because this has been bothering me. Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country is supposed to be Donkey Kong Jr., right? And Cranky Kong is supposed to be Donkey Kong from the original one? Yeah. How the fuck is Mario still the same age? 
<laughs> oh, well, Cranky you know, Kong... human, humans live longer than monkeys. Yeah, but still, like, Cranky Kong went from being, you know, like, uh, an adult gorilla to a freaking old man. And then Donkey Kong Jr. is, like, Tony, an do you infant. really want to talk science when we're talking about video games? I still think they should do something else there. They should say that it was like Mario's dad or something like that, because Pauline doesn't seem to pop up anywhere. It could be the mom. So, so Toadstool's an old lady now. Is it really bad that me being a big Nintendo fan thought it was just Donkey Kong and Mario as they are back then, and that they just <laughs> went to recent games and that they didn't even explain that at all? I had no idea that that was a fact. Maybe they did. I don't know. Leave a comment if you guys know the answer to that, yes. or if it's nah, just you know fuck what? You, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Let us know what your cousin yet. thinks. Right. <laughs> that's no, probably you, the you, answer, though. You probably like talk to the people at Nintendo, and they're like, "Who cares?" <laughs> like, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly light. what it is. I'll tell you exactly what it is. With the Donkey Kong thing, it was just a marketing thing. Like, yeah, out with the old, in with the new. <laughs> it's a reboot. It's like, yeah, <laughs> basically. Professor X went back in time. And, you know. Sure. <laughs> Well, there's one other Mario one, and that actually is one of the coolest things that I have seen come out of E3. Mario Maker, where you can just make your own fucking Mario game. We've gotten to the point now where we have games where you can just make other games (laughs) in two seconds flat and just be like, the people that slaved over this for months on end, years on end, back in the day in like 1980 or whatever, uh, for Super Mario Brother came out. Like, now it's just kind of like, yeah, you can just click and drag and there's a level. Your two-year-old can do it. Like, <laughs> that's so crazy. Like, yeah, imagine you gotta if think the real it. programming behind people being able to program it for themselves. Right. This is like the inception of video games. Yes, pretty much. Sandbox. But they're like, you say. can be the programmer, but not get paid. Instead, you pay us. <laughs> Actually, I think it's really unique. You can put the blocks where you want to, build the platforms where you want to, build every level exactly how you inspire and wish it to be it looked really cool <laughs> this is one of the stupidest things that people would be like this is what you took away from it just like the sub-zero thing uh the trailer that they showed for this the very end of it the level that they've created they blocked off the castle so mario <laughs> can't get into it after he goes to the flag and it's the <laughs> stupidest thing in the world and i didn't notice this until i watched the ign uh rewind theater of it um <laughs> they, they <laughs> When they show that Mario can't get in there and he's blocked and he just keeps, like, walking forward, you know, standard video game rules, you just walk into a wall repeatedly. At the very end of it, when it's like, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, he just, like, squats down real fast. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I hope that that's part of the game. Because Mario just, like, decides to sit down at the end of every fucking level. <laughs> he needs to take a break. Right. He's just like, ah, like I went through all this whole thing. Oh, fuck, okay. It's that time of the clock. All right. <laughs> Peach Oof. will be fine. I don't need to fucking go through all this effort. <laughs> Bowser never does anything that actually hurt her. <laughs> After all, we're I tennis mean, buddies. Be... Yeah, yeah. When, when It's like, you know, hockey season. They go on, they play golf. You know, with Mario and Bowser, when they're on their off season, they just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> play games. They're like, eh, good old times. Remember when you stole my girlfriend? Yeah. Remember that time I nearly fell into lava because of you and your plots? Oh, <laughs> so it's funny. like, yeah, you, uh, you're that asshole that fucked up my bridge and made me fall into a pit of lava, huh? <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that trophy. <laughs> oh, man. 
So what do you guys think about Mario Maker? Are you uh, interested in it? You're going to get it? You're going to just play the old ones and not have to do all the work? I would say, like, when I get a Wii U and there's Mario Maker, I would probably be interested in buying it just to make my own Mario levels. That sounds like something that intrigues me a lot. I mm-hmm. very much enjoyed seeing that trailer at E3. Piqued my interest. Like, wow, we're going from playing Mario to building Mario. Generations. What's next? Being Mario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for that big first-person overworld Mario. That's the where ne- it needs to go. The next level is just going to be you send them a check, and they mail you some mushrooms. <laughs> All right, now it's a Mario party. <laughs> This is how you will create the next game. Gotcha. <laughs> They're like, you'll Follow just imagine it. <laughs> just imagine the game. Just that, take that's the mushrooms. What the, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> Nintendo's just going to take levels that people create and just put together a new game and or put together a game and call it a new game based on those levels. Mario Maker Classics or something like that. <laughs> the Lost Levels. That'll be the new Lost Levels. <laughs> no, we did these. Be like, lost, oh, I'm pretty sure that uh, this person did it. More, no, no, he didn't. Loster levels. <laughs> Even more lost, lost levels. The lost leader. <laughs> lost next levels. That'd be a way to get around it. Or it's just lost with Mario Care. On an island. Some more Nintendo stuff. We have Yoshi's Woolly World. The yes. fuck? Eventually had the project name of Yarn Yoshi. It's practically the art style is very much like Little Big Planet. You know, Yoshi looks all yarny, like he's sewed up and just a little plushy that runs around. It did give me very much big LBP vibes, as if it's Nintendo's answer to it. Looks pretty fun, looks interesting. Cool little platforming game. I'd actually buy it. I'd pass just on the name alone. Really? (laughs) Well. Just because they they couldn't have thought of anything better from Woolly World? That sounds like a knockoff. I actually think Yarn Yoshi was a better title. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. But Woolly World... It's yeah, you cool, man. Be... I, I could tell my cousin to, to bring that idea up. You know? <laughs> Maybe it should have been Yoshi's Epic Yarn. <laughs> <laughs> What's with so, Yarn? Is it Yoshi and a cat wool? now, or what? What is this Yarn Wool? What is this shit? I mean, it's. it's I mean, I don't know. Like, Nintendo. Here's the thing. Uh, I got into a discussion with this guy in my class a few years ago. Not my cousin. And uh, <laughs> he just he mentioned he just said something that it kind of makes it made sense. But I was kind of upset about it. I mean, Nintendo's always been awesome. The gameplay is always amazing, no matter what game they put out, like, with some exceptions, of course. Um, but he said, in, it was back in that PlayStation versus Nintendo 64 kind of thing, where everybody was like, oh, PlayStation is so much better because games are cooler and stuff. I'm like, what do you mean? No, no, no. The Yeah, that's the thing. He was like, yeah, because Nintendo games are such baby games, like Banjo-Kazooie and then Mario and Kirby and whatever. I was like, he's, you know, he's right. Like, everything is so cute and fuzzy with Nintendo all the time, like all the time. And it was a huge step for them to have what, what, what did they do? Back in the day, they had a Killer Instinct released, and uh, they published Killer Instinct, and uh, they allowed blood on Mortal Kombat too. And then they also. Uh, then yeah, then some Star Wars games from the '64, and that's it. Then they they continue on this tradition where everything is cute and fuzzy all the time. Well, they got they have Bayonetta come Bayonetta two coming out for the Wii U. Okay, that's kind of different for them in terms of publishing. Well, Sega is technically publishing it, but it's coming out for their console. 
I don't think it's coming out for anything else. They're going to well, hear the criticism gonna, and they're going to make always... Super Smash Brothers turn into Mortal Kombat where you're going to be able to, like, rip uh, Pac-Man in no, no, half. No, 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 that, that, that's fine. It's just that, you know, like, it's always been their gimmick, you know, and it's, it's, it's weird. You know? so sometimes it kind of bothers me, though. It's too cutesy, you know. It seems to work, but, though. Don't they make you know, more money than anybody else? Of course, and Nintendo's fucking genius. It's just... Sometimes, I think that's why I never played Kirby. I think that's why I barely touched any Mario games in the past 10 years, you know. I don't know. It's, just... uh, it's not for everybody. I mean, I prefer those types of games than, say, FPS games. I, the FPS is a genre I've never, ever, ever gotten into or figured out how to play. Well, it depends so, on the game. I, I understand you, you're not getting into FPS. I mean, FPS is not an easy genre to get into unless you just love killing people. Like, you love uh, death matches, you know what I mean? Co-op, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, FPS. The charm of FPS is dead to me because it, it was first of all, FPS came out with uh, Wolfenstein 3D and then Doom, right? Mm-hmm. It was friggin' fun. You were killing a bunch of zombies, you know, you're demons and you're in hell, and it's awesome. And uh, Duke Nukem, you're fighting aliens and shit. Shadow Warrior, Blood, and then uh, Quake. Quake was awesome. It was a whole revolution because that's when the 3D really came into being with FPS. It was the first genuine FPS. Um, but I have a problem in, you know, shooting as I know it's, I know it's, it's just make believe, but you know, call of duty, I have a problem shooting at, you know, Afghan insurgents or, you know, Somalian <laughs> uprising because this shit is actually happening. People are actually dying right yeah, now. It really seems speak. like it's exploiting the issue. Yeah, exactly. It's, yes. it bothers the fucking shit out of me. I'm not going to get political or anything at all. I'm, it, it, it's beyond that. It's just, it's a moral it's sense. It, exactly. It, it actually bothers me to do that, to play this game. I can't do it. I you know, I can't even do, I have no problem shooting Nazis. No offense. No, no, I don't want to offend anyone, but I have offend no problem the Nazis playing out there. Games. Can we no, offend yeah. any Nazis out there? Fuck I don't, I don't have any Nazis. I don't have any problem, you know, playing the old Call of Duty games and shooting at the gray uniforms, you know? Like, I don't have any problem with that. Because it was it was the last war that was kind of justifiable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you know, it's all about oil. So I, I have a problem shooting at, you know, guys who are fighting for their homes because, you know, like... And just for survival in general. Yeah, exactly. I have I have a I don't like that at all. That's why I think Battlefield and the last Call of Duties are pure shit. So you'll definitely be opening night getting Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. <laughs> I, I actually, um, my cousin told me it's pretty cool, so I'll think about it. But here's the, here's the thing: FPS is not totally dead because stuff like Bioshock is amazing. And it's not even when you think about that; it's not even a traditional FPS. It's just first person the story and how they implemented the gameplay that made it truly unique so it's exactly yeah. I mean, there's a but um i mean bioshock is again i'm shooting at monsters and things that i don't have i have no conscience about and it was weird the first time i played call of duty uh, these new ones i you know my friend was like dude play call of duty whatever it was i think it was modern warfare or something trust me it's awesome i'm like okay I was like, sure, I've played the you know the World War II ones before, so I was like, okay. So I start playing it, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in Afghanistan shooting at some guy who I know is defending his family. You know, I, I mean, he's probably not. He's probably not Taliban. He's probably a guy whose family was killed by um, you know, some rocket from I don't care what British uh, you know army or something you know or American whatever. So it just bothered me. But Bioshock, and then when I played Bioshock Infinite, I was like, wow, FPS is very much alive. Very much alive. I mean, the the intensity 
of um as a matter of fact i just read about a game that's coming out it was it's an e3 is, is it a rap something with rapture in the title hmm. could, and it, you not. know what it could even be a new bioshock game for all i know um, off the top of my head i'm not sure the yeah, only ones, uh, yeah, there are uh, first-person shooter things that I was, um... There's the Halo things that's coming out, Halo 5 Guardians and Halo Master Chief Collection, but, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't know if it's a shooter. It's definitely FP, but it's not. I don't know if it's... <laughs> the game's we don't in know first about person. The third, uh, initial. You just don't know if they're shooting. Yeah, maybe, you know, kind of like an amnesia kind of thing. Yeah. But, um... Uh, no, I think it's FPS. I saw the, the, the abbreviation, I think. Um, like I, I don't dare touch my computer. You guys know it's all messed up. But if you guys want to look it up, it, it's it seems really promising. I read some stuff on it, and um, I just think the FPS is something is very split between this whole brainless kind of like co-op where Call of Duty recycles itself, Battlefield is going to start recycling itself inevitably, uh, until the point where you 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 know you're finally going to put on goggles and a suit and you just you're going to go into virtual reality where you're actually a soldier. And then short of that, join the fucking army. <laughs> it's going to be, instead of, uh, you get the wrong game in the mail, you'll be like, oh, I sent Nintendo money for this, and they were supposed to give me the mushrooms. They gave me a gun instead. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> 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 Why did they say have fun with this? Did you know that <laughs> Activision actually... What the fuck? Activision had, had, a, had a... They were mailing out brass knuckles to promote... <laughs> to promote I'm not kidding. To promote Mafia 2. They were sending them out to like uh, magazines and stuff, like a Game Informer and you know oh, the press funny. generally, and it's a, it's a it's a felony in California because it's you know it's the that brass knuckles are illegal like in forty something states or something. Wow. <laughs> like, and they, I mean, I don't know if they knew this or not, but I don't think that they're <laughs> they illegal in New weapon. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what we had um, the Yoshi thing. We have a uh, new Legend of Zelda game. You excited about that, Braden? Uh, yeah, it looks really, really good. It, I, and I think it's also the first HD Zelda game. So I don't think um, Skyward, I think Skyward Sword was the last home console game for the Wii. And it looks like it's it had this huge open field. It looks like you can explore a lot of land. They told us like everywhere you've seen on screen, and it was this gigantic field of and just this huge space, big blue sky, plenty of room to go and you could go all the way to the end where the trees are it's supposed to be this big huge open world game they didn't really show much more than that than a couple of like just what happens to link as he's riding on his horse or whatever and just, i don't know it looks really really interesting we didn't get to see all that much i'm pretty sure it's still in the very early stage of development but uh it's huge like legend of zelda whenever it comes out for any nintendo console whenever they have a new one come out when it came out for the wii it was huge it came out for, especially for the Nintendo 64, it was especially huge. And for the Wii U, I'm sure it's going to be an enormous, big, hyped game. And it'll get even more excited or exciting as you get closer and closer to the release date. And you get to figure out more information and what kind of maybe levels we're going to get or where you can explore. And just when you get to figure out more concrete information, things will be more exciting. But for now, for what they showed, it looks like you're going to be able to explore in this one way more than you ever were before. Because the technology is there to be able to do that. Like we see with games like Grand Theft Auto V, you can explore and go to huge different spaces. Like the maps are enormous now compared to, say, when you were on the Nintendo 64 for uh, the Zelda games there for Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. 
I'm sure they wish they could have a giant big thing when games first went to 3D, but there were obvious limitations with the technology. Same with even uh, the Wii. You know, the consoles now can do more. So it'll be a, is a pretty big step for Legend of Zelda. It's probably going to be the biggest one in terms of exploration and looks really exciting. We'll get to know more in the future, though. Ronnie, Eddie, or, um, thoughts about Zelda? That I mean, that really covered it. I don't know what I can. Yeah, add pretty to that. much. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Toss out two quick things that I don't think we have too much to talk about. Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Still trying to get that fucking series. Uh, the hell with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> here's the thing, man. It's 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 a cliche series, right? It's a uh, it's the it's the. It's the cliche of all fantasy series. It started everything. And if it wasn't for uh, Lord of the Rings, there wouldn't be any Warcraft. There wouldn't be any Game of Thrones. There wouldn't be any Skyrim. There wouldn't be anything remotely re- uh, involving fantasy. There wouldn't be any uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I'd pass on all those. <laughs> That's yeah, not all right, right, man. So you, so you don't dig dragons. I get it. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think, like, dragons. Um, I don't know. Like, I have a, I have a, I have a, an odd kind of nostalgic feel about medieval culture i don't know why i just i like it i, I like the maybe it's the music i like uh you know medieval music and it's not just you it's a huge uh it's got an enormous fan base a lot of people really did. yeah but I, w- I was a hipster man I, I used to like that stuff in warcraft before warcraft 2 came out I, I, back when I was like twelve, I used to love like medieval stuff, the castles. I I, I watched the Name of the Rose, uh, starring Sean Connery and Christian Slater, like his first major role, I think. A movie from nineteen eighty seven. It's a German German French production, I believe. Uh, I really recommend it. It's uh, and it's 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 a it's it's a it's a it's basically a, a police detective story taking place like in the during the Inquisition, like in the twelfth century Europe something like that about that period and um i just i just i freaking i don't know what it is about it. i just i love the period of uh, the middle ages uh, as dark as and as nasty as it was back then i don't know there's something about it and then and then taking something like lord of the rings that mixes that kind of like a chivalry kind of uh, attitude with uh, you know irish culture with uh, scandinavian mythology it's fucking beautiful I just there's something that happens there that you can you can kind of paint a picture any way you want you know it's like although I'll tell you this there's a there's a there's a, always um some sort of debate between fantasy and science fiction science fiction wins any day because science fiction is uh, explores the unknown and I think fantasy explores our you know our history before industrial revolution. We also have uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, which sounds like a rejected title from the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> uh, fantasy wins on that. I was never big on the Metal Gear Solid series, so that's kind of a meh to me. Any thoughts on that, guys? Uh, as I said, I played the fourth game. I liked that. I did play Metal Gear Solid when it was on the PlayStation. It, Kojima takes the series very seriously, and he usually always delivers. I don't know if I'll be getting it, but I liked what the trailer had to show. Looked epic enough. Fair enough. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> uh, let's see. We we had a quick tease of Star Fox, which um, also we had a quick tease of a Ratchet and Clank movie. I won't be saying that. Won't be playing Star Fox. Any thoughts on that, guys? <laughs> I may actually do both. I may actually watch Ratchet and Clank, and I may actually be getting Star Fox for the Wii U when it comes out. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ratchet and Clank are 
characters from Star Fox? No, Ratchet and Clank <laughs> are basically PlayStation's version of Star Fox. Kind Did of. They're more, they're more platforming than you do spaceship travel. Okay. But they're kind of like the futuristic gadgets that shoot with, you know, high-tech guns. and. They probably do some power rolls, right? Yeah, yeah, there yeah, are stuffed yeah. animals flying the ships. I get it. Basically, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank is PlayStation's version of Star Fox Adventures. Okay. Except with way more technology and, like, no dinosaur primitive people. It's just you in a high-tech city shooting off high-tech gadgets. Those stupid-ass frogs. <laughs> stupid frog. I played one Star Fox game, and I was just like, fuck Yeah, the frog guys. was annoying. The frog was annoying. Slippy. <laughs> Use the boost to get through. Oh, that's <laughs> Do a barrel roll. We also have um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, starring Angelina Jolie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasted God. ten bucks on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? I was like thirteen. They showed a shower scene in the trailer. I was gonna see it no matter what. <laughs> Ronnie, I believe you had something that you wanted to mention about Tomb Raider. I loved the um the shower reboot, scene. I guess. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as games go, um, I guess you could call it a reboot. The one that came out in late 2012, I believe, or. No, early 2013. 2013. Yeah. yeah, early 2013. That game, that was awesome. It, I really loved the storyline, kind of showing, you know, Lara Croft as a young, kind of inexperienced archaeologist, and, and much hotter, hence. <laughs> but, and I, I loved that storyline, just seeing her progress basically having to t- turn her into a killer in order to survive. Where in the beginning of the game, she had to kill a deer for food just to survive, and she felt awful about it. Whereas by the end of the game, she's killing, you know, soldiers left and right. And I thought the trailer for Rise of the Tomb Raider was really interesting, showing her in a therapist's office. So maybe she has some sort of um, some sort of PTSD going on here. And I feel like that could be a really interesting story point for this sequel. Maybe having some cutscenes showing her in the present, kind of in this therapist's office, and then we see in between those cutscenes gameplay, you know, from the past showing what has led up to this. And I, I just feel like there's so many possibilities there. And since I loved that first game so much, I'm really excited for this one. Yeah, um, let me just add to that. That game. I mean, just when you think, you know, like uh, games, uh, adventure games aren't really going to become any more innovative. There was something about Tomb Raider that really caught my attention. And uh, it's just the way, I mean, the uh, the directing. I mean, there's no other way to call it. It's it's directing. It's it's fusing Hollywood and video games. And it's happening in a... In a, at a really good level now, the technology finally caught up. And it was just, it's a cinematic experience. You're playing, you're almost playing a movie. Uh, the cutscenes are really well done. I thought the, you know, the acting was well done. I thought the voice acting was pretty good. Uh, I, I, I did find one flaw, though. I, and that is that Lara Croft's psychology is very wrong. <laughs> I thought that no, I really I thought she was too artificial. She's too perfect as a woman, you know. She's nice. She's that girl next door, but she kills and she's super hot and she does all these things and she gets thrown against uh, the side of a cliff. She gets bitten. She gets everything happens and she's still standing and running around. 
there's a limit there, you know. I think they should have mm-hmm. not made her too amazing. Uh, you know, and like she's I don't know, I think her psychology is just not very properly laid out. It's too you can tell the writers are just like they really focus on the storyline and not so much the character de- uh, development. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's too for video games. I think it's too soon. I mean, uh, but I mean, then you see crap like Mortal Kombat where the characters are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat you up." Character development. Character development. And there's just one more thing I want to say about killing the deer and being sorry about it. Um, women love animals. <laughs> so that side they got correct, right? So, oh, poor little deer, but I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch over there. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, every girlfriend I ever had was like, "Oh, I love animals, but I hate people." <laughs> like, well, there's the kick the dog rule, in general. You could kill like a thousand people in a movie and still turn into a good guy. You hurt a dog one time, you don't even have to kill a dog or whatever, but you like step on the fucking tail on purpose, right? And the people are like, "Kill that fucking bastard!" Instant heel turn, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's true. Yeah. Um, otherwise, the the new Tomb Raider, I welcome it, totally. So we kind of ran down pretty much all the games that I can think of. Uh, there's one other big thing that had been announced that I see a lot of people talking about, and that's PlayStation TV, as well as they're going to have a, an original TV show for that Powers, which is based off of a graphic novel. So for those comic book fans out there and the people that were interested in more the tech side of things and all that. PlayStation TV, we're going to get another thing that's kind of like Roku, another um, Apple TV kind of thing. All this stuff, to me, all just seems like such a fad. I know that we're getting to a level where we're going to have that be a standard, but it seems like everybody's just throwing crap out there and just hoping it sticks. And it's kind of like what happens with um, when you do like the whole Betamax VHS thing. Like You're going to have to wait until something blows everything else out of the water, and then everybody just gets that. Because, man, you've got PlayStation TV, Apple TV, Roku. You've got all these different ways of downloading TV and smart TVs and these other services and services and all that. And you're just an overabundance of this. So, how many people are really going to get PlayStation TV? How many people are really going to, you know, switch from one service to another or something? It's worth trying. And maybe they've got like some big plans. Maybe this is going to PlayStation 5 is going to be kind of like a combination of the two or something, but first steps towards something, maybe it'll be good in the future, I don't know. Powers, I have no clue what that is about, but if it's about superpowers, then maybe I'll try to figure out a way to check it out, because I like that stuff. It's practically, I've seen a bit of the promotion for it. I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I did pick up that it's basically like heroes or something in a reality where if like everybody had superpowers how they would be how society would be how things would go the more extreme powers you know the lesser not cool powers it's basically everyday life with a bunch of superheroes basically the incredibles except Mm -hmm. more of like a sitcom sort of deal that kind of thing that That seems pretty interesting actually yeah Mm -hmm. might be terrible might be good who knows i mean it's that kind of story for uh, PlayStation Plus members, it's free. There's the whole first season will be free, so I'll probably check it out. Might as well. Who knows? Maybe we'll have reviews of that on Fanboys Anonymous in the future. <laughs> uh, so, other than that kind of stuff, um, let's just do one recap thing here. Who do you guys think basically won the E3? Everybody always uses that term. What's well, the big takeaway of this whole thing? Braden? Nintendo. 
they had the most to show. They gave games that a lot of people were wanting updates for, or new ones that people weren't even really expecting, or that really got them excited for. They really just they, they just showed off everything that needed to be shown for them as a company. Uh, they delivered for their fans. I think Sony had a lot to uh, live up to from its previous year's conference, and it just it didn't end up working out for them this year. To me, it came off very, very underwhelming. And as far as I'm concerned, EA was awful. Microsoft was meh. And by default, I mean, and really, Nintendo proved why I think they're probably the best in the business. Clearly, they uh, had the most uh, people talking about them at the end of the event. I mean, we spent a good portion talking about them here in this uh, little show. So, True. Nintendo for me. Ronnie, who do you think wins? I agree. Nintendo, definitely. Is Sony... Uh, um, I mean, I wrote up my article about my five favorite things from Sony's conference, and only two of those five things were PlayStation exclusives. Little Big Planet 3 and also Uncharted 4, which we didn't really talk about. But oh, that's true. There's, there's oh, not yeah. a whole... Not a whole lot to say about that yet, since all that we really got was a subtitle reveal, yeah. Thief's End, and that that trailer did look really good graphically, and apparently it was rendered in-game, so that was not you know a CG cutscene. So if that's the case, then I have really no. high hopes for how this game is going to look. Then if that's actual graphics, my goodness, I thought it was a cutscene. <laughs> I... I really didn't. Yeah, if we were to, we can just basically talk about it for a second. I mean, we wouldn't really say much more about Uncharted than, than I did about Zelda. That's a nice little thing, but we'll be more excited once we get to know more about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Agreed. But other than things like that, Sony didn't have a whole lot going on. They also threw out a quick little throwaway reference to their virtual reality thing, Project Morpheus, but they didn't explain anything about it they just said oh yeah this is a thing we have you'll find more you'll find out more about that in the future that was literally what happened in that oh moment. yeah this yeah it's like hey there's this okay moving on but <laughs> that uh that it was things like that that sony definitely had a weaker year than they did last year and microsoft microsoft definitely had a better year than they did last year after that atrocious xbox one reveal but you know they they did better, but I still think Nintendo just blew them out of the water. I'm definitely more excited about what Nintendo has to offer in general than the other two. Considering that I was kind of middle ground on the Wii U, I didn't know. I mean, this this event really was going to show me if they have a lot of good stuff coming out for it. And now I'm kind of sold on the console more than I was, say, a year ago at last year's event. Mm -hmm. I think they did good all around. Oh, yeah. Eddie, who do you think wins? Yeah, Nintendo. It's it's, it's a no brainer because it's just it's too much stuff. Even if half of it doesn't turn out to be awesome, it's just the other half is going to be awesome anyways. We know that. It's a company that's been tried and tested for how many generations of consoles now? Like uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube, uh, like seven generations of the consoles. I mean, I mean, who, who's anybody kidding? It's definitely them. Uh, I think EA is. I'm trying to grasp onto something. I mean, they already messed up bad. I mean, I know we're talking about consoles here, but uh, their origin stuff was so bad and so buggy, and uh, that uh, you had gamers migrating to Steam and not playing EA games just because their their system was terrible. Um, I mean, their sports games are the same thing, just a different roster for the, for the teams every year. 
I mean, you got to a point where where else can technology go at this point, apart from graphics, graphics, graphics. Uh, maybe we'll see some some improvements with the PlayStation Four and the the Xbox One and the new Steam console coming out. Also, the the was was there any Valve or Steam thing at E3? Not that, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, there. not that I'm aware of either. Yeah, it's too it's too soon. But uh, I think that console is gonna kick ass or flop. But I think it's gonna kick ass. <laughs> what are the other um, massive success where everybody gets fired? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. No in but between. I mean, yeah, but they're allowing they're allowing third parties to go ahead and make the the machine. So I mean, they don't have, they, I mean, Steam is being really smart about this. Valve is being really smart about this because they're not even gonna, apparently they're they're not going to be making the the consoles. It's going to be third parties, and everybody wants to jump in on it because Steam has the most crazy awesome deals. Um, so I don't know. Time will tell if uh, Nintendo really really is the the great thing to be expected in the following months and year so three votes for nintendo make sure you guys tell us who you think won e3 2014 what things you're looking forward to in the future all that other kind of stuff we have one little bit of business to take care of right now and that's plugs so Braden, first up anything you want to throw out there for people to check out Okay, yeah, you can, of course, first off, subscribing to the YouTube channel where I do videos on this kind of stuff. I also did my E3 coverage earlier to, uh, this week. Basically got pub- published around Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, depending on the time zone that you're in or whatever. And I did my preview the week before. So this is the kind of stuff that I basically do for content-wise on the channel, mainly talk about Nintendo. I give weekly updates and predictions to Smash Brothers on the road to both versions of the game being launched. That's www.youtube.com slash spoodbeast. The spelling of beast is with two E's and not an A. That's a, a common mistake that I've had many people do. As well as you can follow the Twitter where not uh, easy way to contact me and talk about games, anything really, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation, anything, anything gaming, if you want to talk to me personally at at spoodbeast, same spelling. And of course, if you want, you can even add me on Skype, which the username is the same as well, Spoot Beast. It's great ways to communicate me on Skype and Twitter. Hope to check out. I uh, hope to talk with all of you. Ronnie? I'm nothing specific going on. I would just like to plug Fanboys Anonymous in general. Just check out what everybody's got going on. I have some ideas for articles that may or may not come to fruition, so I'm not going to throw them out now just in case they don't actually happen. But... You like to follow me on Twitter at RWB9000, and that is also my Xbox gamer tag and PlayStation Network username. So if you'd like to play with me on there, you know, add me, let me know, and we can see if we can get something going. And Eddie, um, nothing too specific and uh, nothing too nerdy. Uh, not that I consider you guys or uh, or me or anything. Uh, nerds. we're all nerds. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're all geeks. <laughs> yeah, Screw yeah. it. Yeah, my virginity's growing back. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm writing a book right now. It's a novel. Uh, I'm really, really researching and stuff like that. So it, it won't be ready for. I, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll sit down and I'll bang out like 300 pages. But uh, right now I'm just really researching. And uh, other than that, I'm just not much else going on. Uh, writing articles for Fanboys.com whenever I can. Fanboysanonymous.com. Scratch that fanboys.com. I don't know what that is. It's evil. It's evil. It's, it's, a, it's a porn site. Forget it. <laughs> oh, crap. People are really going to check it out. Oh, man. I'm going to stop talking. 
All right, guys, uh, that'll do us in for this episode. Big thanks to everyone on the panel this evening and for all of you out there for listening. Stay tuned to everything else coming your way, Fanboys Anonymous. I mentioned a couple things before, but a little recap. We've got Four Real Movie Club once a month where we break down four movies that are of a particular genre or topic. Uh, For this month, it's going to end up being summer movies, so stay tuned for that. Chris, the Dace Man, Dace is going to be commandeering that. We've also got the Review Point podcast, which we just broke off away from group meetings. So no more reviews on group meeting, just topics and uh, general discussion instead uh, is going to be sticking with the group meeting here. And we have more group meetings coming up as well. We might do one on Ant-Man. We might do one uh, on some other kind of topics like when do you think the singularity will happen and what would your favorite uh your best friend be out of superheroes and what would the favorite fictional character that you could date would be like little stupid topics. You guys can always submit your ideas that you would want to hear us talk about. We've also got fan tracks for the people that want to watch something and have our audio commentary or jokes that we go through during that. If you're into game of Thrones, check out the sand and snow podcast. If you are interested in let's please Dace man's doing some let's please. Oh, we've got the articles as well, so on and so forth. iTunes and Stitcher you can check out. Make sure to subscribe. Your cousin told you to, so you should do it. Uh, we've got the, you know, you can like the channel, the Facebook account, Twitter account. Find us everywhere, A Mango Tree, Sprouting all over the place. You'll find a whole bunch of stuff to go uh, under. And if you're interested in joining the team, becoming a fanboy yourself, hit me up on that contact form on the website. Shoot me an email. Send in your application we'll start talking and if you are in the greater philadelphia area for the too many games convention at the end of june so will fanboys anonymous be there we'll have a table come by check us out say hello to us on behalf of all the fanboys and fangirls that couldn't be here and the panelists that were able to be here i'm tony mango and no matter if it's good or bad for life i am a fanboy this meeting is adjourned see you next time everybody